Ah, Jeffrey. What's that you have in your hand, boy? Pass it over. A telegram. Oh dear. Seems someone has been biting me. Fetch me my trousers at once. No, not those. Those are my time travel trousers. Those are my tea trousers. That's it. Those ones. My fighting trousers. Yeah, yeah. Dear sir, regarding your recent foray into the rap business and the scene you portray, see, I don't normally approve of war games, but he's buying is what they all say. And by Harry, they might be right. This is hip-hop, not an Elvis night. Show this professor impersonation. Let it end now, it's impertinent waiting. You seem a reasonable chap. What you need to do is rap and not parody chap hop. Is that not not proper? Just not cricket. Put away your ukulele or I'll tell you where to stick. Okay, all right, I'm done. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Bacon Burgers. We're back again. This is, what is this, number three? Triple? No? Three after the return. There you go. <laughs> well, no, it's not episode three. It's episode three with the, the new... Dude, your ass crack is so fuzzy. It's like right in my face. Oh, man, you <laughs> love it. You love it. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're back. So, yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in again. Um, so, a, a fair bit's happened. Um, I think we're all kind of very distracted at the moment. Uh, Infinity War dropped less than a week ago, and it's already made like 600 and... 25 trillion dollars or some shit like that some stupid amount some i went and saw it yesterday um obviously not no spoilers word you say a but fucking word, i don't know like okay so basically i'm gonna say this i'm not sure about the ending i'm not sure right. if i liked it or i absolutely hated it i don't it was know the worst movie ever i don't know <laughs> man but, yells at cloud <laughs> but tristan do you want to know who died do you, do you want to die because <laughs> i can arrange that worth it <laughs> No, my uh, my wife went to see it, and um, yeah, basically all I got was, uh, yeah, you need to go and see this. But I'm going to see it tomorrow. So yeah, anyway, so yeah, that's the we're not we're, we are not the we are not the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. We're the Bolt Action podcast, and I think the closest that we could you know the closest link that we could form between the the MCU and Bolt Action would be Captain America. I run Americans. That's it. That's all I've got. So hobby, Lockie, what's been going on? Um, well, I've been doing, so I'm, I'm tracking through my, uh, the last semester of my master's at the moment, so I haven't had God. too much time to paint, but what I ha- I have, um, I've squeezed a bit in here and there just for, you know, a little bit of downtime, yep. uh, but I've just, um, painting up the, the rest of my Australian army for BadgerCon, which is coming up, um, in about in a month or so, isn't it? Oh, it's, yeah, it's coming around real quick. I can't um, wait for it. So I painted up a, um, so it's a, my jungle division, um, Australian list in New Guinea, and I've painted up a squad of um, uh, the militia that that fought in 1942, um, and m- mainly on like the the Kokoda Trail kind of thing. Um, and they're, they're they're the new models from Warlord. They're awesome. They look pretty sweet. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Where, and I've got um so I've got an LMG from uh, for that squad as well. That you, I think you gave me it's that model. Yeah, I think it was a know, special model. Do you know what which company that was from? I think it's Warlord. It is Warlord. I think yeah. It, I think it was a um, it was the model that came with the campaign book, the Australia, uh, the the New Guinea campaign book. 
I'm reasonably certain it was the special model that came with that. Really? Yeah, I, I didn't get it. Um, so, but it's like, it's really cool because um, it comes. It's like with the uh, the Bren gun, um, yeah. LMG. But the the Warlord kit comes with the oh, is it the Lewis the Lewis LMG from it's like a World War One gun that yeah, the Vickers that or using Lewis, it. yeah, either one of yeah. those, yeah, sure. Um, so it was cool that I yeah I can kind of use the the Lewis gun as well. Yeah. Um, does does it get any any special rules or it just counts as an oh, the Lu- MMG? Oh, the Lewis gun. Um, it yeah, you take it for five is less points, so fifteen points rather than twenty, and it gets one less shot. And you wouldn't you wouldn't take it, but it's it's there if you want if you want the fluff, I guess. Yeah, fair enough as well. Fair enough. Um, well, um, if I can just interrupt for a second, I think the listeners really want an update on the living situation. Are you is everything all right at the moment, Lockie? Are you living in a dustbin at the moment? Yes, I am. Hey. On the side luxury. of the street. <laughs> Bloody luxury. <laughs> Got a roof over his head and all. When I was a kid, we had to live in road. <laughs> Lick road clean. <laughs> no, no, no. I finally, like, I, saw, I sorted out all my housemate stuff, um, which was really nice. We had an ex- uh, one couple who was meant to move in, and then... Th- a day after they Couple, were meant, what are you doing? A day after they moved, they were meant to move in. Uh, they messaged me and said, "Oh, we're not actually moving in anymore." And it's like, oh, not a couple oh, anymore. No, he's been burnt twice. <laughs> no, 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 no. They just led fans on the other. They were backpackers or whatever. But oh. now we've got even worse. <laughs> but now we've got a um, a, a European couple. Yep. A girl is Spanish. Guy is French. We got oh, the French wow. guy. French guy speaks in like barely in English. And I and my other housemate's Kiwi, so it's a very multicultural I like house it, I like in it. Fitzroy North. A, a Spanish lady and a Frenchman, can you imagine the arguments? Can you imagine the noise at, oh at night? Oh, God. The Frenchman alone, with, I, mean, I mean, you throw a Spanish lady in there? Yeah. That's, no. that's sexual chocolate. We, we, we don't do stereotyping here. No, not at no. all. No, not no. at all, but... Luckily, <laughs> luckily, I'm on the other side of the house to them, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Put, them, put the mattress up against that wall. No, that's good to hear that yeah, everything's everything's good at the moment. I know that we rib you a fair bit about it, but that's the nature of share housing. So. Yeah, that's right. But I've set up my um, my desk in my room now, so I can I can do painting, I can do study, which is nice. And, and have you watched He Died with a Falafel in His Hand yet? No, is that a real thing that I it should is. watch? Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> that yes. sounds that's totally made ben, up. Ben Mendelsohn? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Noah Taylor. Oh, I, I, it's I one can't of remember. I, I, I read, it, yeah, read I the book up. long before I'd seen the film and just realized this is too much like real life. I, I can't yeah, It really is. You should check it out. I watched it back when... So I, um, I have an ex-girlfriend who went to Monash Uni. I never went to uni, but she did. So I just stayed with her and just went to uni classes for about six months because you know, I just had nothing else to do. And yeah, we just sit up late night, uh, late nights just watching old indie films like that. So the first time I saw Clerks was when I was living with her. So, But yeah, they're Clerks? funny films. Clerks? What, what's that? Are you kidding? I'm, I'm, I, you can't see it, but I'm doing the Silent Bob look at you right now. Guys, I'm a 90s baby. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Deal with it. I think, listeners, hit us up on the Bacon Burgers Facebook page of a lot of movies that Lockie needs to watch. You need to watch Clerks. Like, have you seen um, uh, Jan Silent Love Strike Back, Dogma, Mole Rats, Chasing Amy? These aren't real movies. No, they are. They are. They're fully. Are, they, are you sure? Yeah. Have you heard of Kevin Smith? No. A director? No. Always wears a, like a hockey jersey? No. He's from Jersey. It's I know where's Anderson. <laughs> I like right, Anderson. You're going to just like... get J, J memes sent to yeah, your Facebook fully, page fully. every fucking day. So, yeah, v- like... The, 
the, the the abbreviated history is like a guy who basically sold his entire comic book collection and made a movie about working in a convenience store. It's pop culture gold. You need to watch Clerks. Like he's a full-on Star Wars geek. You will fucking love it. I guarantee you will love this film. Has it got anything about Star Wars in it? Yes. Oh, awesome. I'll probably like it. Oh, then. dude, it's, it's fucking great. It's great. You'll love Clerks. But yeah, watch Clerks. So anything else you've been up to hobby-wise? Awesome. Oh, yeah. Well, just so I just... Um, got, has Detour the, there? The, the, the mili- yeah. The Militia Squad. I, just a couple of extra Jungle Division um, to fill out my, my units. <laughs> and I painted up a PR as well. Bring um, on the PR! Yeah, bringing that into the list um, at, at Operation... No, uh, at Brad's event. Yep. Um, Operation Wolf. Uh, my anti-tank was severely lacking. So I'm like, you oh, were, you, you I You did really... struggle with the old anti-tank. Mm. I mean, generally you take a tank to fight a tank, but you took a flame tank, which is more of an infantry killer. So yeah. difficult. Yeah, exactly. You really need to get up close to that with the with the Matilda frog. Um, well, I'm not expecting the, the Piat to do uh, to well, actually saying do that anything. The Piat, you got to get close to the Piat as well. I yeah. Mean, Things like the uh, the Panzer Shrek and the Bazooka, they're great because it's a 24 inch range. You can kind of sit back a little bit and be like, all right, I'm a two man team. I can sit it behind cover. It's going to be hard to hit me and I've, I've got a bit of punch. The Piat's got a 12 inch range, man. You kind of have to be very careful. You've got to use it. I mean, it's only 40 points. You've got to use it well, but um, I'm not expecting to actually kill anything with it. I'm What I'm expecting it to do is to stop enemies like just driving tanks towards me. So in one. In, um, Piat will not stop that. <laughs> I think they will because if if, yeah. if if they get close to me, um, without the without the, the neg one to hit now, it's actually it's not too bad, is it? Yeah, it's it's certainly better than it was. Um, yeah, I I don't have a huge amount of faith in two man AT teams. I just think sniper. Oh, are you joking? The Panzer Shrek is amazing. The pa- yeah, but I can Plus take six? Uh, a whole bunch of Panzerfausts in a in a team and they can't we're not all German picked. players I'm not <laughs> German player. you finish finish I know, I know. <laughs> bloody Panzerfaust no look seriously like in my game against um, against Muddy for example he just drove an armor 7 um, tankette up like yeah. up up the flank and I couldn't stop it because like there was nothing to stop to it. it like yeah. I mean like he did kill my house so first turn right um, which obviously didn't help but if I had the P out there, he would at least make make him think twice about actually driving up the flank, and yeah, rather I'm, than you know, un- I think he would have just shot your P out team. Well, then he's not shooting my other things, so it's like you know what I mean. Like he's got to deal with it. I can the yeah, P out can go true. down even if the my theory is I haven't played it yet, but if if the P out can like at least be a distraction to that tank and they have to deal with it. Well, then that's it's, what it is. It's, it's a distraction. Not, yeah. Yeah. I don't even like if I don't kill anything. Like that's that's not necessarily its job but sure. we'll see alright well look, oh, dude I'm, I'm I'm keen to see how you go I think we're going to try and get together for a game this Saturday uh, so yeah man run it see what happens yeah absolutely I think it, I think it can be alright but we'll see oh yeah I, the thing is you've come from a nation um, in playing the Russians where you have a lot of options in regards to how you engage your enemy mm. and all of a sudden you've gone to something where you have to be very specific about the tools that you take in the Australians because you have such a limited list and this is the, um, I guess I've never really had that because I went from Americans to British to Finns. And All even the in, options. Well, yeah, no, even in the Finnish list, you have some really good options with, you know, shit you want to take. You've got Panzerfaust and Panzerschrecks and Pack 40s and all that sort of crap. Yeah, your tanks aren't so good, but all the support options in the inventory compensate for that. Whereas you've gone to hard mode. I've got respect for that, man. I think I'm going to struggle when I finally decide to run something like LRDG. 
and I will eventually assemble all that and put it all together, but I've got some commissions to do. I know I said I was never doing commissions again, but that's, that was a lie. Oh, apparently. what have you done? Yeah, I mean... It's not the, great. <laughs> the, other, the other option I could have taken basically was an anti-tank rifle, but I don't think it synergizes my list as, as well because I want to be running... so useless. They are. But so are p outs in theory. Um, I'd rather a P-out than an ATR. You reckon? Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. An ATR, yeah, that's good for taking out soft skins. That's it. Anything else, it's it's, it's yeah. almost useless. No, I totally agree. I mean, but you can shoot stuff at 36-inch range, of course. But I don't... My Do list wants to be running at people. Like, everything's like got SMGs and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Like, the flamethrower tanks. So, everything's going forward. So, the anti-tank rifle sitting back isn't like... It's not synergizing with the list as well. Yeah, true. Anyway, that's that's my thoughts. Um, but yeah, that's 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 it for from the hobby I've been doing. How's your... Uh Played some X-Wing recently? I have. Um, played at a, the big regional the, the other week in Victoria. I had like 80 or 90 players. I just missed out on the top cut. So, cl so close. I was like, and that's on percentage. You point, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well done, man. Um, it's a good effort. Just on percentages. I mean, it's such a tough game to, um, to play. But I've got to be it. honest, man. I've got respect because I, the times that I've played X-Wing, and look, it's a great game, and I'm a massive Star Wars fan. And when I saw X-Wing, I'm like, holy fucking shit. And I'm trying not to look at Legion. I don't want... Like, seriously, people talk to me about Legion. I don't want to know about it. Because I'm also trying to not, <laughs> not yeah, look at absolutely. it. I cannot afford another FFG game. No, That is, no, like, would be the end of, end of me. I was trying to talk to my wife about it. She just looks at me. She's like, no. I said, what do you mean? She's like, just no. Just don't, all right? No. You want to see if you want that, you can go and sell a lot of what you have in your man cave. And I'm like... I've already sold my fins. I, like, like and to be honest, that's fair enough. <laughs> like, hell yeah, it is. Yeah. Absolutely. I've got, I can't argue with that. I'm like, you know, okay, I mean, the, that ATSD looks so cool. Don't like. Let's just stop let's it. be real. Stop it. No, let's not be real. And let's I've been just... and I've been really enjoying like all the conversion work that uh, Mr. Morin has been doing on on his on his Legion stuff. I'll have to check that out. Um, I, I can't. He got he, he he did the conversions, and I think Patches has been painting um, oh. painting his Rebel stuff, and it looks mint but if you were going to play would you be rebs or imps oh i'm not sure the problem i, I see i mean it's only early they're going to bring out a bunch of other stuff as well but there doesn't seem to be a lot of diversity like because the limit the units are so wave. limited yeah that's exactly like so i mean maybe i'll get into it later when it's a when it's a bit more diverse but sure. i mean i can't afford it right now anyway so it's no. a moot point <laughs> it really is um all right so yeah, the X-Wing thing, well done, congrats. So anything else you've got? I mean, you're, you're, you're planning some, uh, some, yeah. some some French action at some stage, yeah? I am. So um, I, I'm just about finished painting the Australians. Um, so now I'm looking into a Vichy French list. That's going to be super sweet. Yeah, absolutely. So I've just bought, um, I was like maybe 30 of the uh, French Foreign Legion models from Artisan. And oh, they yeah. are such cool models can't wait to see it because you have a very interesting painting style that's very kind of blocky and striking so i'm looking forward to when you paint those up and see how they look yeah for sure um i think i'm going to be stealing one of the the things that patch did on his ones i'm not sure if you've seen them um of his french foreign legion but they've got um really bright um blue scarves and stuff oh, like that such a it's such a vivid blue mm. it's almost like a turquoise yeah? yeah yeah it's gorgeous yeah it's just and it really makes it makes them stand out so it um, I mean, and, and as he says, like in his, one of his blogs, I think he says, like it's not necessarily historically accurate, but I mean, like as gamers, we we should like be doing those those little things that like you, it's believable, you know. The, the other thing I, I really like about that is it ties them into that intense blue that you see the uh, Tuareg um, uh, natives 
wearing riding the camels and stuff you know oh, it's, yeah. beautiful. So, it's beautiful so, yeah. yeah so that my foreign legion isn't so like the Turks are kind of like uh west africa as well aren't they mine i'm basing mine out of um out of the 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 syria campaign actually um and the battle of damascus which was in uh mid 1941 and it was uh occupied by the by by the French Foreign Legion, I guess, um, with about you know forty five thousand troops. Did did um, you did I show you or lend you that that book about um, Australia's war in Syria? No, you told me. Um, uh, I, th- I, I, I found I'm, it. Yeah. Oh, you have. Yeah. Yeah, I found it. But um, he's since lost it again. He's found it. He, no, it's <laughs> it's it's in a it's in it's in the it wound its way into a drawer because the pile of books on my bedside table threatened to fall on me at night (laughs) (laughs) that's brilliant i will definitely have to um lend it off you because i think i read a chapter like i could download a chapter online or a few pages online of of that book um and it's i I don't know just a really interesting campaign i mean i've always been pretty interested in syria because like um uh, you know like the civil war in the last 10 years i've been following that so i've kind of got some kind of like well one of the the interesting things i i found about that book was that um my my grandfather served in that campaign, but instead of being sent back to um, Australia and then on to either Singapore or New Guinea, he had gone to Palestine, what was then Palestine, and didn't come back until the um, late 1940s. So he'd been in the um, mandate uh, occupation force in uh, Palestine as it turned into Israel. All right. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I think it's a really cool campaign that I want to explore. I'm, the, from the limited history I've done, like I, I've researched on it, um, it's one of the the few battles that the French Foreign Legion actually fight themselves as well, um, because so the 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 Liberation Force, or you know, like the that they were sent by the Allies to, to uh, basically capture the Levant region was made up of like you know, mainly British um, and Australian well, like so it was the British colonial troops um, like Indian Sikhs and that kind of thing um, the I Australian the, the Sikhs. Australians so yeah cool. yeah and it was like a motley crew of oh, I don't I don't know like um, Commonwealth and yeah they weren't they weren't very well supported they didn't have very good anti-tank stuff they kind of just rode in on you know, on some horses and some like improvised trucks sounds like the British yep. yeah basically to and like the they're Luckily, called, oh, by, the f- by the way, if you if you're talking yeah. about British, they're called lorries. Lorries, they are they? Lorries. Oh, okay, right? okay, they're not called okay. trucks. L- lorries. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. I was just lu- hey, I was just lucky for them that uh, the the foreign legion in Damascus was just as well unequipped. They had they still had like the Renault tanks and like the uh, that were like they were, wow they were really bad. But they had like ninety of them or whatever. And like there's one one story I read like there's all the like the the Commonwealth troops are like kind of um they're trying to you know, shoot with anti-tank rifles and like just in trying to get like flank shots and stuff at these couple of Renault tanks that had kind of like driven out to meet them there. And then suddenly like they got in range of the artillery and just blew them out of the sky. Wow. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's just super cool. Um, so anyway, I'm, I'm really, really keen to, to do that. I want to paint up. So Artisan does also some, um, bunch of yeah arab kind of uh, irregular troops which would easily go fit in there they've got camel cavalry which um i want to do Cam- a unit camelry. of camelry camelry yep. give somebody a chance to punch a camel yeah they'll, they'll <laughs> set, set, them on, set them on fire just so everybody knows we, d- we don't endorse animal cruelty in this in this house but not. but i'm just really amused by the idea of punching livestock 
on the tabletop. <laughs> <laughs> Just kick, That's king awful. hitting animals is like all that. Yeah. You need no. You need to play in your new Russian list the um the the tank the anti tank teams animal, with animal <laughs> hunter yeah. with what the like the, 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 the dog squads yeah, or whatever. Mines, like, yeah. oh. That was a bleak. Chapter of World War Two, wasn't it? What what can we use? Oh, we got some dogs. Got plenty of dogs getting around. Oh, it's so horrible. Some of the stuff we did as human beings, it's just oh, no. are you kidding. You did that, no. But you know, the cats just were not a, a success in the military environment. Yeah, budgery guards just couldn't just just couldn't take enough of a load. Have you ever heard the story about the pigs? Oh, please. No. Apparently, elephants are terrified of pigs. And so in the days when they had uh, war elephants, the the anti an- equivalent anti-elephant tactic <laughs> was to release a herd of pigs at them and really? the screeching and squealing. Sometimes they would set them on fire as well. So it was <laughs> Sometimes they would immobilize these, them. These burning pigs. <laughs> and, and the oh elephants God. would freak out and start squashing their, their own guys, their handlers. That's amazing. And, yeah. were, were elephants actually that effective in combat? I know they use them, but... I think it was a more of a morale weapon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think never seen an elephant if you're going into battle and you've got something that big next to you, you think, oh, we're, we're indestructible. And then you hear some guy go, release the pigs! And then you're like, oh, it's all gone tits up. It's like, no, what's Bad happened? Or it sees a mouse or something. Yeah. <laughs> Bad luck, boys. See you at the pub later. Yeah, or, or it, alternatively, if you had never seen an elephant or knew that there was such a thing in the world... Oh, absolutely, um, yeah. That that would be a pretty freaky thing to well, see. Alexander the Great, the, that's a lot of his um, a lot of his prowess was kind of taken with, like, oh my God, look what the hell is that? That's mm. a good point, yeah. Like, I, I think mo- mo- modern... I mean, we've all seen that photo. It does the rounds on Facebook every so often of... I think it's an Indian troop sitting on top of an elephant with a... It's like a machine gun on a, on a bipod on it. And I'm like, really? That's... Who thought of that? Who thought that was a good idea? But, yeah, evidently somebody, you know... I've seen a mule... Going back to the, the mule variations, I've seen a mule with a, uh, an, an a anti-tank rifle mounted on it. Was it... Yeah, I... Yeah, oh, it's like a Panzer Shrek I've seen or something. It. I've seen it. Yeah, I think I've seen one with like a machine. I thought it was a machine gun. Yeah. But yeah, like there's probably a few of those photos floating around. It's like, hey, like, whatever works. Yeah, <laughs> I'd, I'd like to see that sort of stuff deployed in the field. It'd be pretty funny. But <coughs> All right, so French are coming. Yeah, oh, they'll they'll be a long pro- project as well. I hope But um, they're my painting project. I like to yeah. have something on the go while I play with my Australians. Yeah, exactly right. Well, it's, yeah, the, the idea is you play with what you've got at the moment. And then you sort of paint behind yourself. JD. Yeah, well... Talk to me, boy. All right, well, uh, a big part of what I've been working on lately, um, you guys can see, nobody listening at home obviously can, but I have... It is, uh, a, it is an audio medium I have we're working in. civilized the man cave um, somewhat, so there's Dude, now... Dude, it's, it's baller in here. I love this. Storage and shelves and all sorts of stuff. A little and bit more professional. Paint isn't everywhere. No, it's and, always yeah. been professional. Yeah, so that that was a big thing. Um, I back pedal, back pedal, back pedal. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, acquired a box of an enormous fuck off box of Soviet tanks um, and boats and a boat. And we a got boat. a bone crater. We, we got, got a bone crater. Yep. Did you get a bone crater as well? Yeah. Because I, that's a, no, that's the one I've got. That's the one you got. He he got it, and I traded I traded some stuff for him. Oh, awesome! So yeah. I had some stuff at my place I didn't need, so we did a bit of a swapsy swaps because everybody. Can I just just I'm just going to interrupt yeah. you for a second. Yeah. yeah. Everyone hates playing on Stalingrad, okay? I mean, we all know that. I mean, you, you're not. What a, do you mean? Yeah, you're not a <laughs> Melbourne player unless you've like played on Stalingrad. And at the end of the day, it's a, it's a visually striking board, but it is it's tough. 
it's not going anywhere. It's still going to come back, but I want an alternate Russian board. And I thought Banks of the Volga, we can do Brome Craters, we can do you know a smashed up industrial complex. All sorts of Volga tricks. Exactly right. Do it all. I, I'm hearing you. I'm hearing you. But I'm going to be working on it. Yeah, I know. I got it. I got the Volga. Tr- yeah. Right. <laughs> Roll on snare. Um, I'm leaving. <laughs> no, that sounds good, man. Like yeah, I, I well, can't, I can't wait for that. Banks of the Volga. Even- yeah, it's going to be like a ruined industrial complex with a. I'm still deciding whether I want to run like a small canal down the middle of the board and then have the the, the brone crater there. But there will be a brone crater uh, because it is such an interesting looking piece. Um, I've got some other other ideas. Did anyone see the board that um, somebody put photos up of it after salute? Where it was, I think it was like Crete, and they had like the German torpedo boat, and they were all yeah, going, yeah, yeah. I think that I was think beautiful. Oh, fucking god, beautiful. that looked amazing. Was like, it was in the, kind of in the center of the board where the oh, like the, through the can- canal was down the center. I don't think it was a canal. The, it was like a with beach. The ship. Oh. And the ship was next to a beach, and then there was a shore, and there was like a little stone no, jetty, okay. and they were all going ashore, and the Brits were trying to. St- I'm, I mm. saw that, and I got to be honest, I got on to Mark and said, "Look, we need to get one of these," and he was like, "Yeah, all right, I'll sort that out," but. At some stage, that'll come and I'll have... There'll, there'll be like another board that I do, which will be like a Crete board or something like that. So I'm trying to sort of diversify the boards that we have available to us in the Melbourne scene because we do see the, the same sorts of boards crop up and they're fun to play on, but I want to offer it. This is what... I mean, the Jungle Tables, that was what that was about. I'm like, you know what? I want I want a little bit of variety. And dude, you've been doing some awesome work on those these boards as well. Oh, thanks, though. man. No, it's, I mean, it, it really like makes the Melbourne scene what it is. Well, I think. yeah. Uh, the thing is, like, I and you, you'll see this when you go to Moab. Is the boards that I create? I mean, they're all right, but you go up and you see Joe Simone stuff, or you see Dennis Berwick stuff. And I just to interject for a second. Uh, I I know I give Dennis Berwick a lot of props, but I actually had to give his dad even more props because his dad is actually the guy who um, does most of the work. Um, I'm not going to give away his Facebook name because everyone will just harass the shit out of him but um, yeah uh, needless to say uh, Dennis's old man is an absolute artisan when it comes to doing terrain and you'll see it when you come to I don't think it's going to be at Moab because Dennis is going to be away but I think Dennis is going to come to the um, the conquest event that we've got coming up a little bit later and he'll be providing two tables for that and you'll, just, you'll freak out when you see the quality of the terrain it makes my stuff look like like I'm finger painting. It's kind of terrifying. Awesome. But Joe Simone's stuff as well. Joe Simone's part of the company of Dice Guys in um, Sydney. Uh, you just sort of go along and you're like, oh, Ben Ryan. Ben Ryan's another one. He's just amazing. Mm. You kind of go along, you play on their boards and you're like, holy crap. And that's what I want is I want us to have this stockpile of really good terrain that we can just bust out and go, there we go. Have fun on that. But yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, other than that, I've been doing some terrain as well. So, uh, chopping up the family towels and hey. thatching, <laughs> thatching roofs. Hopefully washing them first. No, you need, no. That, you need, them, need them to be kind of uh, stiff and, and stiff. crusty. <laughs> oh, that's well, I mean, I, ha- I had to run them down with PVA, so anything yeah, additional yeah, yeah. is... Uh, PVA and in quoted commas. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the working man's PVA. No, they look... <laughs> <laughs> were, they, were they these huts you had down, downstairs? Yeah. They, they yeah. look really yeah. cool. They really do. The, the, so run us through this. This is a Brad Morin technique. It is. So th- those those are um, uh, Knights of Dice's Tabula Rasa um, uh, farmhouses, I guess. Um, super cheap. They're, they're perfectly functional. Um, only thing really that you need to do is... is thatch the roofs on them uh so it, it's just strips of a 
you know, I, I didn't actually use one of the family towels. I bought a bought one especially. Just a face washer, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Flannel. Uh, flannel if you're, if you're face washer. UK, yeah. Face, yeah. Yep. Um, so cut into about uh, one centimeter strips, the width of the roof, and just glued glued on top of each other in an overlapping um, kind of pattern. The, the only important thing is to get the grain uh, going the same way, um, and then. They are almost just soaked down with a very watery PVA and uh, left out in the sun for a few days. If if you're in the UK, you may have heard of this thing. <laughs> the big yellow face in the sky that you see I th- I th- twice it, a year. Yeah, I think it arrives somewhere in June and then buggers off somewhere around July. And then that's yeah, it. Yeah. Whereas in Australia, it's always there. Oh, and it's screaming at <laughs> you. You know, it's like Rick and Morty shit. <laughs> um, I like it. Other than that, I've done a few tests on uh, reconditioning my uh, my SS Army. So trying to do automoclief, which is really one of the trickier um, patterns. Is that these guys that I'm holding? That's these guys that you're holding. Dude, wh- where are these skulls from? The skulls? Um, they're the original Warlord Metal SS. They, this guy's like cocking his assault rifle. This is great. Yeah, they're, like they're nice. nice Characterful. Yep. That is a really nice camouflage, by the way. Well done. Yeah, so it's it's just something I've I've kind of learned about um, camouflage. There's a lot more highlighting under the camo pattern that has to be done to really make that stand out. And the the risk with with oak leaf, uh, as opposed to I guess uh, plane tree or P dot, is uh, particularly that autumn one. The base tone is surprisingly pink when you look at it, so it can look like this super fabulous leopard print um pinky purple and yellow <laughs> set of colors uh if you're not kind of careful with it um so i actually did the big fella up there this is a uh, one, 116 scale uh version of that almost just to test that pattern out and those colors out on a uh much larger model um and uh did got the tracks done i'm nearly finished that uh, 135th tiger after Five years or something stupid. That's it's a passion been project. Carrying that around, but yeah. I mean, it's pretty big. Like it does it's, take. It's, so it takes it's a long chunky. time to. Yeah. <laughs> you paint it with a house brush. <laughs> <laughs> no, it looks fantastic, man. And the um the 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 uh, the camo scheme that you've gone through, uh, gone for with the German. Um, I've picked up a commission, and I will be getting your advice on how to sort of replicate that over thirty miniatures. So mm-hmm. yeah. Right, we'll talk about that in a bit. Anything else you've got going on? Um, well, yeah, just been stripping those um, Soviet tanks. Well, there were, there were a few other oh. things in the box. So, so what did you pick up? Well, what was in there? There was a KV-2. Hang on, stop. What did you pick up? You picked up Regret. No, oh, no, they were fine. They were fine. Except for the one that melted. <laughs> one melted? What do you yeah. mean? He, well, with I, the- I went over and all he's done is he's basically gone, well, I need to strip the paint off of this. So he just dumped it in a, what was it, a bath of acetone and left it for No, a it wasn't of acetone. It was, it was metho. Um, and this is like they're plastic models, right? No, oh, no, resin. no. no. Resin. The plastic ones were fine. There was a resin one in there um, oh. that and had very thin um, It was an plates. SU-76. It was the open-topped... Um, uh, tank destroyer and it sort of right. wilted like a very sad flower in the in the sun that's weird that the resin would do that i mean like is that no, mm, would you have really. expected that well, or? You, you can't you can't tell what what resin something has been cast in i think in, it's a, really. it was a jtfm so mm. it was 
And look, Jeff uses great stuff. I won't hear a word against him. But yeah, it did not stand but up. But just well don't to put it in this method. No, shit. <laughs> no. I mean, and the thing was, it was fine if, while I was just sort of scrubbing it. But this, they had been painted almost with a house brush. Um, yeah. When they, when I got them, they they were not in good shape. Have you have you still got the Sherman downstairs, the recovery vehicle? Ah uh, no, I've, I stripped that and primed it. So How did that turn out? Did it turn out all right? Oh, that was fine. On the plastics, it was no problem at all. Sure, sure. Um, it was just those those couple of resins. So it was. The funny thing was, I mean, the Brone Crater alone. <coughs> when I got that, I kind of took it home and eagerly like went over. It. And I've got a spare T thirty four turret, so I'm like, yep, brilliant. I cut that onto it and all the rest of it. Then I started looking. You lent me a book called the Painting FAQ. It's become a bible, man. Like it's a beast, isn't oh, it? Oh, it's amazing. I need I need that in my life. But they've got a Brone Crater in there. And I was able to look at all the bits that I was missing, and I realized this is there's two. I'm I can't fabricate enough of this. But um, looking at how this guy had actually kind of set it up, he kind of piled a bit of stowage up on the bow, and then had some on the roof, and then the stuff on the roof. I'm like, hang on a minute, that would actually stop the machine gun turret that's meant to be on the roof from turning, mm. and then the life rings that he was meant to put. And on you'd it. be like, you know, Alexi, we want machine gun ammunition. Where is it? <laughs> Oh, it's on the roof. It's on the roof. <laughs> With the fiddle. Like, climb up there and get it, boy. But That's it very was, Russian, though. Well, like. the, the, thing, the thing I couldn't understand is, like, like whoever bought that model, I mean, the Brone Crater is not cheap. No. I mean, you're looking no. at, like, 90, 90 Australian dollars for a Brone Crater. Like, day on. How, how um, long is it, by the way? Uh, you can't see it, but... Uh, <laughs> so about it's a about foot? 60 centimeters no? long. 60 it's about that long. So two feet. It's huge. Yeah? It's not two feet. No, it's about 60 centimeters. It's about a foot, yeah. it's about a foot long. It's, it's big. Like, I got it, and I'm like, holy, well, wow, that's a, that's a lot of resin. Um, I've since contacted Warlord, and we've got something sorted out to get the, the, the missing parts. Um, but, yeah, like, the life rings were not actually attached to any of the ballot, you know, any of the, the railings. They were attached to the portholes, and I'm like, no, peel them off, and I've got to, I'm, there's a lot of work, but that will eventually become a terrain piece. Uh, it's beautiful, and I can't wait to see how it looks, but... Um, I can't wait to play on it. It's gonna be great. It will, yeah, it'll be fun. The, I think the thing is though, like the guy, I, I couldn't understand it because I mean I've seen what you got and you got a shitload of stuff, mm. and there is a substantial dollar of value attached to the stuff that you got, and this dude was just going nuts. Well, I I think you know a lot of it was broken. A lot of it had substantial chunks missing, as as we saw with the Bronner crater. Turrets missing. Um, the the it was quite a task uh stripping the paint off all of that stuff um i got the feeling it was one of those people that jump in with both feet and never quite finish anything or um get their stuff painted and it had been sort of sitting there for a while so i mean the the su-76 can be fixed um that's just some plastic card to rebuild that superstructure around it and it'll be fine yeah just find it find a gun barrel for it from somewhere i think i've got a spare stug one kicking around somewhere that's probably got something at home you can yeah, hook you up with 75 millimeter close enough oh yeah that'll do so you're working on that you're chiseling your way through that slowly because um, there's I mean you, sorry you, so you've got a KV2 yeah there's a KV2 there um, isn't that 148 though yeah it's huge it's massive it's bigger than the one that I lent you wow yeah well, yours was 156 right? mine's 156 yeah yeah, yeah. Mine's so, a, mine's and that was a big JTF, tank yeah <laughs> They are they are not small. So you wouldn't use that in the same list though. Then the rest would you jail? Was well, that you wouldn't get much else in it in there. Uh, that, I mean, actually, if I was actually, just using one t- one tank alone, then we KV2 would go. KV two is not that expensive. No, 
It's okay. not because it's not armored all round. KV one is more expensive than the KV two. Mm. Um, I would I would use one one forty eight vehicle, but I wouldn't use a one forty eight and a one fifty six in yeah, the same list because it's yeah, gotcha. a, bit, a bit jarring. And that thing is the size of a house anyway. It's even the one fifty six is is fucking huge. Substantial. Were there any T thirty fours and stuff in there? Yeah, there's a T thirty four eighty five. Um, there was a Sherman ARV. Uh, there was a Lee in there. Oh, yeah. um, there's a whole lot of stuff. The Lee, Lee is off to Sweden. Did Jacob Lotz stay yeah. that? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's off to Sweden at some stage. The ARV, is uh, that was a conversion the guy did, wasn't it? Yeah. So yeah, it, it, it actually, yeah, it actually looks all right now yeah, that it's it been stripped fine. and primed. Um, oh, yeah, there's a whole whole bunch. of There was a little armoured car. I, I don't know the Soviet armoured cars enough oh, to remember. BA-64, BA-10, something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's the one that just has the LMG on top. It's not like mm. a BA-10 with the, the AT yeah, the there's ones, there's yeah. a uh, Cromwell chassis in there, but no turret. So um, either I find a Cromwell turret or turn it into an ARV of some sort. Just trying to think. Well, I've got a Cromwell turret at home, and if I do, mm. what am I doing with it? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Um, anyway, so there, there was just a huge box of stuff that um, I've I've ordered an, a cheapy airbrush uh, from from China. Um, that I'll just re-teach myself how, not so much how to use it, how to clean the fucker. That's, yeah, that's why I got rid of mine. I sold mine to Nathan yeah. Shuttleworth. I'm like, you know what, I just, I can't be stuffed. I, I've got two nice ones here, but they need so much remedial work um, yeah. to replace parts inside that have, um, I put them into storage for a, for a year while I was renovating my house. And um, when I pulled them out of storage, um, I thought I'd cleaned them pretty good before I put them away, nah. but they Never works the same after that. I believe that if you're going to run airbrushes properly, you need to be one of those people who almost has OCD. Yeah. But you need to be so methodical and anally retentive when it comes to mm-hmm. cleaning that it's just, it's not me. I'd rather just have my dirty pot of water and just do the brush work. I find it easier to do brush work. If I want stuff, mm. um, I find that airbrushes are great if you're priming, like if you're doing like a, um, like a mass uniform color. But then if I'm going to do that, I'm Mark's just down the road and we're always doing each other favors. So I'll, so I'll say to him, you know, can you do this? And he'll say, yep, can you paint this? And, you know, done. That's a good yeah. trade. So I'm, I'm thinking, you know, if I can just master again um, how to how to operate and, and keep operable a really cheap one, um, then I'll, I'll do some work on resurrecting the, the, the nice illustrating ones that I've got. Oh, yeah, man. Do it. It's a good yeah. idea. It's awesome. Do you have any ideas of what, like, kind of Soviet army you, you want to do? Um, well, I've bought a, um, uh, Black Death, um, Naval Infantry Squad. I've, I've got stuff I can do early or late mm. in there. There's, do you know what they call them Black Death? Because the, uh, Black Uniforms. Black, black Uniform? Sea. Black Uniform and they're really good at dying. Yeah, and the Black Sea, I guess, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> black, don't, they've got blue uniforms. It's, it, they do. It's a very dark navy, but it looks black. Yeah, right. yeah, at night it looks black. Mine are kind of bright, bright blue. So. <laughs> <laughs> they stand out. Um, yeah, I, I grabbed right. a, a Ziz three because my my mate runs yep. it against me all the time and it fucks me up every single time. <laughs> Out of all the years I've played Russians, I've never bought one. Oh, um, yeah, but I you're really really the cheese. You're very, you're very. Yeah, well, I've got a medium. Me, do have a medium house? Yeah, it's not cheese though. When I bought when I bought the medium house, was it between that or the ZIS three? Um, and I just decided the What's the medium house. This is plus six. Yeah, it's, but it's it also a functions as a as a lighthouse. So 
Light but or medium? It's a medium. No, nah, it's not, is it? it yeah, is. it's I not. It's because any nowadays any heavy AT gun is a light howitzer because yeah. this thing was dual purpose the same way that the Flak 88 was, that it was designed to function in, in both words, roles. It's a beast. I'm sure it's a light, but anyway, I don't have. Uh, do That's right. Check the book. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that right now, like, you know, somebody like Amph or Lee Avery sitting there going, you're wrong, it's a fucking light. Just come on, get, get with it, boys. Check yeah. the book. <laughs> but that, that's why, um, uh, Soviets are kind of cool in, in that way that you, you can, like, they're very versatile. Like, you can run any period, like, you can just get some models and just be like, oh, they're this, they're that, you know, like, and they're, they're relevant for, you know, like, most units are relevant for most of the war. The um, other, yeah, yeah the I other mean, there, there was one of the big multi-turret what is that? T twenty six. Twenty eight and the thirty four were the multi. Twenty eight, the the lighter of the two multi turret. T twenty eight was three ones. turrets. Light howards are two medium machine guns. Which, which is great. That means I can run nineteen forty one lists out of out of this stuff. Awesome. Yeah. So the, uh, yeah, for the tanks, I mean, you you kind of like you, that. That's how you can you tell are, that you're yeah, you are early specific. or late. The other but, cool mm. thing is because they had so many factories pumping out the uniforms, you can kind of paint the uniforms any color you want. Because they use different dyes at different yeah. times, and they they didn't change dramatically. It, it's certainly nothing as drastic as certainly with the the German stuff. I'm like, oh, but I've painted this guy with a camo pattern that only came in in blah. Yeah, but you're yeah. the only person who's going to care about that. I, the thing is, like a guy like me is going to roll in and go, hey, they look great. Oh, yeah, They're never yeah. going to say, oh, hang on a minute, that tank won't go with that. Blah, 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 blah. But even the Germans... Well, you've, have you seen the blue Fallschirmjäger hit helmet <laughs> debate that's I, been yeah, going I, on? I could not give any... Like At the end of the day, it should be <laughs> no. sky blue because sky blue just pops on a table. Like, it, And this is it. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to get all neckbeardy and shit like that, but like, if you're having fun painting it and it pops on a table and it looks great... Who cares? Yeah. Like, yeah, oh. I, I don't like to, to diminish anyone's in, enjoyment, particularly ah, not when, when I'm there in front of them. You know, I might... I would rather you put the effort in and have fun painting and make something that looks beautiful than just not make any effort at all. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think a lot of it, though, is self-restricting. I don't think you should be... like. I don't think anyone should be critical about like other people's army and be like, oh, you know, that, that's only got... Two buttons when it should have had three, or you know, nah, shit no, like screw that. shit like that. Um, but if but you, like, if you if you want to place a restriction on yourself and be like, hey, like I'm taking this unit, you know, I don't want to take this unit because have you met JD? <laughs> I, I've, been, <laughs> I've been I've been doing it, been trying with my um with my Australians, and I, I will sure. do it with my French. I never do it with the Soviets, though. Um, you don't like really always, need to that. Um, again. Yeah, you don't need your, to. Soviets. Yeah, Soviets that you kind of get a free pass. Mm. And it's almost the same with the Americans, a little bit the same with the British. You can kind of just do what you got to do and just have fun with it. But for, for sure, I, mean, I, you, I think you can the, say, the yeah. German stuff hit such a massive upgrade curve somewhere around the end of 1943. Yeah, I was going to say end of 43. It was quite a different army through 44 and into well, technological 45. Advances, yeah, I mean, they were on the they were on the cutting edge right up until what end of 44. Yeah, they yeah. were just they were coming out with all this amazing new shit, and then all of a sudden. 45 they realized the writing was on the wall yeah they started to call for a bit of time out the russians said there are no timeouts anymore and then, and then it all and went they got shape. to sit in the timeout naughty corner <laughs> yeah go and sit in the naughty corner we'll let you know when you can leave and they didn't leave till the 80s yeah but i mean it, by that same token um certainly a lot of early war stuff was still around um sure. just certainly not in the the vehicles because you know the russian front was chewing them up so quickly oh, hell yeah well, the funny thing is, uh, Mark's last levy list had the char, the French Char B. 
yeah. Scene. yeah, yeah. But yeah, one of those was knocking around Berlin last levy. Like they're they're in the they'll bring it they'll bring them out if they've got it lying around. They're like, yeah. oh, it hasn't been yeah. rolling for the there, rest of the world. There's rules. Things are fueling it. Let's but, go. Uh, there's rules uh, yeah. in that uh, selector, I believe, for or somebody has house ruled it that they trundled a um, Mark V, a World War One tank, that no rhomboid shit. shaped thing that was up on a concrete platform somewhere well they just took it down and uh, it's it it's up. it's rumored that the, there was one driving around the streets of uh, berlin in in that stage and that the char is you in would just the, about um, shoot through the side of that thing with a rifle yeah the char is in um the flamethrower char is in the arnhem list as well um the bridge too far stuff because uh, yeah. they were training vehicles they were kicking around yeah oh, i don't know so much about uh, germans but i know like heaps of there's you know heaps of like early war tanks um, or even pre-war tanks used in like various sections. Like the uh, was it the T twenty six was the light tank for the Russians. The I don't T something. I anyway. don't run Russians. Yeah, and my my knowledge of Russian armor is not great. Can't, but there's too many, num- there's too many but numbers. I but I know I know that they like it was a pre-war tank basically. Sure. Um, uh, but they that you know they were they were used for most of the war, even though like they were developing the T. Thirty fours and stuff like that. Well, the thirty four that was the T thirty four was a monster of a tank. That yeah, it was, was, it was that was revolutionary almost, well, wasn't it? Yes and no. They realised that it was an absolute hunk of shit. It wouldn't work. That had five turrets. That had a turret mounted light howitzer, and then it had two turret mounted light anti tank guns and two turret mounted medium machine guns. And I mean that thing. It was so large that when they were overrun there were parts of the tank that would surrender and other parts that would keep fighting because it was so large. And there are actually stories about guys like tank riders who would be on that thing who would jump off and break their ankles because it's so high. It's like jumping off like the, it's like jumping off the roof of a house. I and mean, it sort of belongs to that evolutionary dead end of, of monster, dead end, monster tanks that yep. Germany, for their weird reasons, kept on well, Germany doing just with better mouse doing and them. rat and... Yeah, well, um, uh, no, well, I mean, the the P one thousand rat. That's that's. There's no way that was ever. And they knew no. it was never going to work. But mouse was fucking stupid anyway. I mean, even the King Tiger was. When when you've built a tank that you can't drive across any bridge in your country because yep. it's too yep. heavy. Hear there's out, something though. wrong with that no, picture. No, no, no. Hear me out. Hear me out. Things like the mouse and you know, all all those all those revolutionary big cats. I'm not entirely certain it was that stupid because, like, you look at the time and the resources that went into something like the A39 Tortoise. And the Tortoise was like, that was meant to just punch through the Siegfried line. They Like, that was going to be the tank that was going to... Uh, it's a British tank destroyer that's enormous. I've stood in front of... I think there's two left. I've stood in front of one of them and it's it's imposing. You stand in front of this thing and it's just... you can't. I can't even begin to convey to you how large this tank actually is. And I've stood in front of Tigers and King Tigers, this and that and the other. But... If you're forcing your enemy to kind of send their, you know, some of their engineers to go and work this out, and then also send them, you know, send them, you know, material and resources, maybe it's not such a bad idea. I mean, it, well, like the, the, the the argument I've always heard against that is that um, there was fundamentally nothing wrong with the Panzer IV. Um, they could continue to up gun that. It had a big enough turret ring that it was taking. Big heavy seventy five millimeter gun. Could you put an eighty eight in there? In no, that would that'd be a bit much. But the the difference, cool though, b- the punching power between, I mean, the Panther was a seventy five millimeter. Sure. Um, the, and that counts in, in game terms as a super heavy. Um, you know, they they were upgunning that thing continually. Um, it was very mechanically sound. Yeah. 
the the problems that uh, German armor had by the end of the war was spare parts because yep. even though um, one version of a you know Panzer three or Panzer four chassis might be mounting a self-propelled gun casement or something like that, the parts weren't standardized between them um, yep, exactly as much right. as anywhere as much as you might think. So the amount of shit that was getting abandoned in in combat because they couldn't be repaired. Um, and the more variants and the more complex they became um, in a resource-scarce environment... Well, that's it. It's, I mean, it boils down to you know, the three things you need to win a war is bullets, beans, and bandages. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, that's... I, mean, I, I, don't, I can't tell you exactly where you know, tank spares actually come into that, but in a confrontation like World War II where tank warfare was, you know, there was a large emphasis on it. Yeah, you need to be able to like, keep your shit going, basically. And yeah, it's uh, that's a failing of the Germans is they just had all these weird avenues where they were trying to develop all these different types of tanks. Mm-hmm. And some well, of, and one, one the of the elephant, the, like the great sake. the great myth about um, logistics in the in the Third Reich, and it's really really well worth reading um, Albert Speer's book because yeah. he was coordinating production. Now the the princ- organizational principle, um, you know, everyone has this idea that uh, the the Reich was very Germanic and efficient, and so it was the complete opposite. It really was. Yeah. Because um, the principle to stop um, your underlings becoming your, your future rivals was to set up another exactly equivalent role somewhere else, and your underling would spend all his time fighting his rival and never sort of go up the, yeah. the food chain. So you had all sorts of replication of the same design projects that... One would be a um, here uh, Waffenamt project. There would be a parallel SS project. There might be a Luftwaffe one that was trying to accomplish the same thing, um, and they would all fight amongst themselves like cats in a sack. It's so fortunate that we had that kind of that kind of chaos, and that they didn't. I mean, it, it's it's funny. Like you always think about the German army as being this highly mechanized, highly mobile mechanically advanced force um i read somewhere that most of their stuff was all done with horse and cart yeah like right up to the trucks, end trucks were like kind of rare in that's, the german that's army that scene at the end of um band of brothers where they're they're driving in their trucks one way yeah. and there's that yeah. huge column of guys on foot going yep. the other and they've got horses and carts and i can't well, there's fuel shortages and stuff like that at the end of the war i understand why they did it yeah no, no yeah. but the thing is like it wasn't even the start of the war it was right from the word go a lot mm. of it was horse and cart um I can't confirm where I heard this. I know that I've heard it somewhere and I, I'll probably get flamed out. But I think at some stage, the German army made some sort of deal. I can't remember who it was, but the deal was we will give you all of the Jewish prisoners that we currently have if you give us trucks. Trucks. Mm. And I can't remember who they... No, it, it might that have been was, the Americans, but they basically said no. They, they tried to do it through... Um, it's an interesting story. They, they have tried you heard to, that? Is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so that, I'm not making that up. No, it's, it's, that was a, a deal that, that Himmler tried to make with, um, I believe it was Count Bernadotte who was running the Swedish Red Cross. Yep. And they, they pretty much said, um, yeah, we will, we'll release all of the prisoners, but we want um, pretty much a whole lot of trucks. Um, I it was think like thousands the, of trucks. The, the broker from that... He, is an interesting story. Um, a guy called Raoul Wallenberg. Um, he went to Hungary uh, as the emissary of the Swedish Red Cross, just as the uh, Soviets occupied it. 
um, to try and take care of the displaced persons and whatever, uh, was arrested by the Russians and was never seen again. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, and it's only recently, like in the last six months, um, it's come out that, yes, they uh, kept him alive for some years uh, in, in Russia and then uh, shot him as a spy. So Bleak. I drove past somewhere in Melbourne. There's a big monument to to this guy. Uh, really, it's quite quite famous. Yeah. That's fantastic. Um, wow, what a detour. So, yes. <laughs> so hobby. <laughs> I digress. All right, I'll, no. I'll, I'll round it out quickly. Um, so uh, I've had a busy couple of weeks. Uh, it's been it's been an interesting couple of weeks. Um, but Viv's British are finally painted. So I will be dropping those off to him uh, end of this week. I've just got to do the base work, but all the hard work's done. I pray to God I never have to paint another British regular again. It is a boring-ass paint scheme. They look great Isn't when they're it? done. Oh, it's just so dull. It's just so fucking dull. Um, I love British regs. Like, they're just, you know, workhorses of, you know, any army. But, I mean, the, the uniform is just woefully bleak. Um, now, I know I said I wasn't going to pick up any more commissions, but unfortunately... Um, uh, fellow Baconburger Jacob Lotz was looking for someone to do some partisans and I actually don't mind painting partisans because you don't have to adhere to a uniform scheme. I can do blue pants and red shirts and all kinds of funny, funky shit. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do that because it sounds like fun. Now, c- can I ask a question about the partisan list? I've only Go played it once, but I've just finished reading a played book. Played it or played against it? Played against it. Who did you play? Um, the chap that won that tournament at... Um, House of War that we did that that one time. He had the, he had the bus of doom that. Is that Greg, uh, Greg Nickel? I'm I'm not sure who, who it was. It wasn't my brother, was it? With the no, party the party no. bus. No, no, it wasn't. Because Robin brother. ran partisans for a yeah, little no, while. Yeah, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Wasn't wasn't, wasn't that one? Okay. But uh, yeah, it, it had the party bus in there as like a lambs rustle schnapper or I think, something. Can you put Jedbergs in a in a um, partisan team? Okay, that's a really interesting question. What the fuck is a Jedberg? Um, <laughs> yep. Did you have the same? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, just another German okay. name. No, yeah. no, 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 they're not. No, Je- Jedbergs. Is it, is, is Jedbergs, it a cheese? It sounds like a cheese. Uh, it does because it's named after a cheese. But uh, they they were the um, British um, three man teams. Uh, usually a Frenchman, a British person, and a um, American. Sounds like the setup for a bad joke. Yep, it does. But they would drop in. Uh, behind the lines and organize the resistance stuff and organize oh, the weapons yeah, right. drops yeah, yeah. and okay. um, uh, train them. Yeah, train them in like uh, um, yeah, counterinsurgency, uh, not counterinsurgency, but insurgency and guerrilla tactics, yada, yada, yada. Uh, I have no idea. Uh, I don't run partisans. It's an interesting list. In my opinion, and it's only my opinion, I believe that the partisan list is the list that is most ripe for abuse. If you want to abuse the living shit out of a list, go partisans. It, it surprised the shit out of me when I played it. Oh, yeah. I was it's like, what does what? tricks and stuff. That <laughs> it really they're, does. They're a bit really unconventional, does. aren't they? You can, get, you can place uh, you, bombs you can, and stuff? Is yeah, that right? You get, so you get three bombs that you can put anywhere. And is this always? Like, is this a every, special rule? There's a national rule. Yep. So every single time. And if you get within six inches, you roll a dice. And if they, it's a six, it's a heavy how it's a hit. Now, if you're me two out of three of those bombs are going to hit you every single fucking time. I played Rob's Partisans a lot and every like it would just be misery. Can you just run like a medic on it? Well, that's what I started doing. Yeah, good. I started <laughs> taking like just... just, But you still lose a dice. So yeah, it's, sure. it's not great. So I was doing... Like eventually I was like, okay, I'm going to run my spotter over to it because that won't be a dice. It's, it's, it's annoying, but it's not a dice. Um, 
as far as partisans, I mean, you can do some really nasty stuff with partisans. Um, you can get a 20-man inexperienced squad. Uh, so what's that? Uh, 20, 10 men is 80, 160 points? Yeah, some, something around that. But you can get, and then for like negative, another, a certain number of points, you can like give them all pist- uh, pistols instead of rifles, which makes them assault weapons. So a 20-man pistol-toting assault squad. On outflank, and that's it's cheaper. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> I think it ends up being four points a model. Well, so you don't even want to shoot at that point. You just yeah, you just well, no, you run them forward. You, you know, like yeah, the, the, the unarmed Japanese list kind of yeah, kind of basically. style. Just run them. Well, forward. no, all I would do, all I would do is basically have two two squads because it's only eighty. It would be eighty points for two twenty man squads just with pistols, and then I would just outflank, and I'll, you'll never lose an assault. I don't care if you come up with Polish lances, you're never going to win that assault. Mm. Because I have twenty swings and then I, I re-roll all my hits. Yeah, that's I'll that's fuck you nasty. Up. Like literally, like, and there's all this there's all this other weird and wacky stuff that the partisans can take. Um, we're very fortunate that we don't seem to see those kinds of lists. Um, when Robin ran partisans, he he experimented with a couple of things and it was never anything nasty. I mean, they're kind of they're kind of weird and wacky. Um, at some stage, we'll, we are going to have um, uh, Jamie Tranter from Infamous JT on to talk about his. Uh, Warsaw Uprising Kickstarter and you know that partisan list. We're going to get Rob back to have a chat with him about that as well. But I, mean, I, I think that there's a lot of really cool stuff in that list for narrative play and Hell scenario yeah. games. But in you an open forum, do, well, yeah, Jacob's Jacob's list. The, the list that Jacob's making that I'm painting for him is um, the French Resistance. So I mean, I, I mean, French Resistance, is cool as shit. I mean. I can't... I, tell, tell me you've seen a lower low. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So, so is that list in the, the armies of France and the allies? No, I think it's in the minor nations. I think it's France and the minor nations. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the partisan list is in there. It may not be. I don't know. I might be wrong. I might be talking up my ass. But um, so yeah, Jacob sent me about 60 dudes. Um, there's like men and women in there. And I'm going to have a blast painting them. I just love painting partisans. So I'm going to go absolutely crazy doing that. I should be able to get that out pretty quickly. There's like a sniper and I think a medium machine gun in there as well. Um, Jacob's doing all the vehicles. So I should be able to punch that out pretty quick. And then I'm painting up 30 Waffen SS. Mm. I feel kind of dirty doing SS. Well, so what What? Uh, what kind of... Has he given you any guidelines about what he wants? I'm or? still waiting to hear. Um, yep. So it's one of Dennis's friends. And essentially we're just sort of I'm just sort of in a, in a holding pattern at the moment. I've said to them, I've ordered the box and I've said to them, well, I haven't said to them, I've said to this uh, this gentleman, I've said, look, okay, bro, this is on the way. Um, what I want from you is I want exactly how you want these guys assembled. Like how many assault rifles you want, how many light machine mm-hmm. guns you want, rifles, uh, submachine guns, this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. Who do you want the Panzerfaust to go to? Who do you want the... Mm-hmm. And then once that's all assembled, then I'll just go nuts and it's he, only, he hasn't said what what camo pattern he wants or i believe it's going to be oak leaf okay yeah uh it may not be i don't know i might have a mm. look around and uh you know decide on something different um that's a good way to tell different squads apart do do one in plain tree and don't, one in don't oak leaf be and no no <laughs> no they will all be adhering like these it's lucky they won't be all fell growl or something. No, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. I'm looking forward to the the challenge. The only camouflage I've ever really painted has been my British Airborne. 
and yeah so i've got these two commissions and i've got uh mark has just finished painting up um or base coating a heap of vehicles so it's like i think it's like three shermans there's a kv1 there's a heap of stuff for mark and there's a little bit of stuff for me and i'm starting to repaint all of my old stuff like i had a chaffee that i'm going to repaint and you know so it falls more into line with the stuff that i've been doing and yeah i'm just going to start doing that and i've got to clean up my hobby cave i've got i'm on two weeks annual leave now which is great and uh yeah hopefully um within the next two weeks i can make a really good start on jacob's stuff um take viv stuff out to him and then when this uh stuff from warlord arrives i'll be able to put that together and chisel away at it slowly sounds good man yeah i'm also i'm now completely enamored with the idea of painting eyes um i fought it for a long time oh I, I think it's a subconscious thing that you, you might not be able to pick it, but you somehow know when they're not there. Yeah. And I'm, I think I painted eyes. I did the last commission I did for Viv was when I did his um, uh, German army. And the pain in the ass was that um, I would paint a white dot and then a black dot in the middle. So it made it look like they were all surprised, like they just shit mm -hmm. themselves or something. So, um, yeah, now I've actually, I think I talked to Patch, I talked to Brian, and they said, no, nah, literally, it's, you just paint the whole thing, and then you, uh, you know, uh, flat flesh, wash it, and then after it's washed, uh, just a white parallel, or white uh, horizontal line, and then a black vertical line, and then just mm. neaten it up with more flesh tone. Have a, have a go with those ultra, ultra fine felt tip pens. I've seen those, yeah. Um, I, I used use that um works well on plastics but like we were discussing before plastics, it's not yeah. so good on the the metals because there's not the definition well this is it i've got my airborne army i'm thinking i'm gonna go i'm gonna get them back out again paint eyes on all of them uh that was an army that i considered to be finished but now it looks like i might actually go back and have a bit more a bit more of a crack with it no, so, that won't take that long to do anyway like it was, if you know what if you're it's doing. just eyes yeah, but the thing yeah. is it's a metal army um, plastics I find are a little bit easier it's easier to do plastics with uh, with eyes because their faces are a lot better defined um, whereas metals they can be a little bit a little bit crispy so yeah, right. we'll see what happens I yeah I'd never paint eyes on my stuff I always find that um, like on a lot of the models that I don't know maybe I just paint too thickly but like the, the a lot of the eye definition is lost like once like once I get to that stage, once the once the paint's kind of done, I I think it's one of those things. If you're aware that you have to do it, you make allowances for it as you're painting. I um I I do the eye sockets. Uh, so I do my my base coat um, of the flesh is like a brown brown sand. I think the sure. Vallejo color is. But I do the eye sockets in burnt red wow. first. So nothing else. So it's not enough of that black that it looks like everybody's got Susie and the Banshees uh, eyeliner. <laughs> going on but it's it's a darker shade yep. um eyes and then but the the downs, downside of that is when you do your wash you've got to keep it out of the eye sockets and i've had nah, to redo a few um so just getting the order right around which which bits go first um yeah. that's hard i'm i'm figuring it out but like yeah like the, the first lot that i did with viv that was a mistake i mean they look all right i was very happy with how they came out but uh, this new method, like I said, it's the way that Patch and Brian do it. Just uh, you know, it's like it's like you're painting across, and then you just neaten up the edges. I, I had to go down to the the shop the other day, and I was I was in the shop, and I thought, oh, okay, I'll get a pack of matches and mount every head separately on a matchstick, 
and paint them separately from the body. How'd that work out? Well, the first problem was that the chap behind the counter seemed to have never heard of matches before. And he's going right down. I'm pointing to behind him at the thing. Oh, he's God, picking up lighters and, and papers. And I'm going, no, mate, matches. And he, this, this is how old school... I, uh, I guess uh, nobody... Matches aren't that old school. Like, you think so, has, yeah. has he been living on Mars? How do, how do you like, light Jesus. your pipe without a match? <laughs> <laughs> you don't, you don't use Professor a lighter, you use a timber match. <laughs> yes. Um, but I, I've seen a, a lot of really good stuff done where the um, the heads are all just batch painted I've separately. I've seen that, yeah. I, I don't know, I'm... I've also seen it that when people, you know, they'll take a vehicle out of a out of the packet and they'll paint it all on the sprue before they put it together. No, 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 no. No, fuck that shit. No, I'm not. No, no. I'd rather, I'd rather glue everything together. That way, I know what I'm looking at. And look, it burns me every so often because, especially with plastics, because occasionally mm-hmm. you'll paint, you'll assemble something, and all of a sudden you won't be able to paint behind a rifle or under a guy's arm or so. But you can normally figure out a way around yeah. it. I, I think just for heads, like that's the only element of it that I would want to do separately. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'll just give it a go now. Now, now that I've got such better lighting as well, oh, dude, I think you, being able to maneuver something around. This looks so much better it. in here now. You not you don't feel like I don't feel like it doesn't feel so claustrophobic. No, I know, and it, it's exactly the same space. And if anything, there's more stuff in here. Yeah. Than there was. It's just that it's got somebody somewhere to live now. Yeah, um, and, and now it's going into winter. It's not going to be so hot up here as it's well. It's actually nice so. yeah. up here. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah. feel like I'm dying. Well, the, the other thing we we did that you can't really see, but um, I put shade cloth in that window oh, frame. Um, oh, so okay, even yes. when that sun yep. is caning in through there, um, so hopefully I haven't lost too much paint from curdling from being sitting in the direct sun. It happens. Uh, yeah, but it's it's much much nicer now. That's um, fantastic, man. Look, I, uh, as, as, far as, I'm cons- as far as I'm going at the moment, yeah, I'm going to hand over that commission. I've got a couple of things to do. I have a whole box of Knights of Dice um let us home to paint at some stage. Uh, I'll be chewing through that. Oh, it's not. Have you, have you built any yet? It's all built. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I've built all of it. Um, Mark and I, I think, around about once every four weeks, Mark and I will catch up. We'll go into the Mel. We'll go to the Melbourne CD CBD. We'll sit down at China Bar. We'll sit mm-hmm. there and eat really great food, and we'll carry on. And it's like a thing that we do regularly. That's it, cute. It's date night. <laughs> um, invariably what comes up is Mark and I will then say, we should have a hobby day. I'll come around like early, early on a Saturday morning. You know, we'll just, we'll literally just do like buildings for an entire day and it's a cool and we plan it all out and then either it never happens or the one time that we tried to do it, I rocked up with everything and we just ended up sitting in his front room chatting and drinking beer and then had a game and then I went home and we did nothing. I feel that would so happen. Like if I'm if I'm going to get hobby done, I need to be like alone. Yeah, in, me in too. Zone, I, I've like, never understood this thing where, where people will put all their paints in a carry case and go somewhere else. I'm like, no, I can't do that. No. I, I need that time to just Robin, decompress from yeah. talking to other people. Absolutely. Yeah. You just got to concentrate. Otherwise, you're just going to yammer and you just get no, yeah. nothing Rob's done. done it, Rob's done it a couple of times where he's he's come over to paint specifically. Brad came over to my house early days to show me how to do washes and he sat there painting. Oh God, I can't remember what it was that he was painting. It was beautiful when he was painting it. I was like, I was nearly, I nearly slapped him. It was so lovely. And he was saying, oh, it's not that good. It's not that good. I'm like, you fucking idiot. Just take the compliment. It's great. Mm. Um, he's the worst at taking a compliment, that boy. He really is. His shit looks great. And he'll go, no, no, it's not finished. Ah, oh, no, it's not that much good. It's like, no, Brad, your shit is amazing. Stop downplaying it. It looks great. 
Yeah, no, he's a humble guy. He is a very humble guy. Um, eats a big slice of humble pie. Uh, so yeah. Um, other than that, I've kind of just been like I said, I've had a torrid couple of weeks, but I've kind of got to the end of that now, gearing up for grief. Yes, grief or grief? Grief, grief. Boys, is that? Did been, you know that jail? Like, uh, well, it's it? it's the same word as griffin. Griffin, that, yeah. That griffin. we have, so I yeah. would have assumed grief. Grief. I think we should. I think we should hit a break. I think so. And then after the break, because that hobby chat actually went for a lot longer than I thought it would. Um, that was good. Some juicy stuff in juicy, there. Yeah, some juice and running down my lips. Um, I think we'll stop, have some pizza, um, you maybe get a beer into us, and then uh, we'll come back. We're going to have a chat about grief. And we're also going to talk about listing, because I think that we, we've been talking about, we talk about hobby a lot. We've been very hobby heavy over the last couple of episodes. And I really want to talk about how we list, because we have an event coming up. Uh, BadgerCon, which I am, you have no idea. I'm fucking, I'm champing at the bit to get to BadgerCon. I cannot wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. It is, but it's an unknown meta. So we're going to discuss how you list for an unknown meta because that's an interesting conundrum that we've hit. So yeah, I think we'll hit a break and uh, we'll be back after, uh, do we have messages yet? We don't have messages yet. We'll figure something out. You'll hear something. Uh, We're back after this. All right, and we're back, fed and watered. The hate grease has flown we should probably, from uh, some high-quality Our last episode was called Hate Grease. You probably explained that. Yeah, I I have no Where idea what it was. Someone, 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 <laughs> someone, uh, someone asked me about it, and they're like, it's, it seems a bit weird. Like, it's I didn't get the reference. And I was like, oh, me either. Like, <laughs> but it's, it's, I think only you and I get the reference yeah, at this stage. Yeah. Uh, this, this was from <laughs> when was I rolled born. that mighty number of ones out, out, of a, out of a handful of dice. It, it, was, was, it was a fistful of dice. It was a fistful of dice, and they ones. were all ones. Um, and I just sat there and, and went, so, now no, my no, squad is a no. smear of grease. And now, what it, it was, hate no, grease. don't you remember I was pulling, I was pulling dice. I was sitting there at that game between you and Rob and I was pulling dice out of the bag and I made the joke because you really needed a dice. I'm like, oh, I, th- I think I can feel yours in here. I think it, and you said, yeah, cause it's covered in hate grease. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it kind of is. It's all, it's all, yeah. and then I pulled one out. I don't remember who I pulled out. But <laughs> sounds, a little, sounds a little bit dirty when you say it that. It was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hate grease. So hate grease. It, was a, it was a JL coin term. So yeah, hate grease is what your dice are smeared in. When and we, we swore that we had to find a way to popularize this. So we've yeah. just been uh, surreptitiously feeding it into the consciousness subliminal, for a little subliminal while. Subliminal advertising. Eventually we've had it all through the first segment. I've been yeah. saying it. You've Underneath. Yeah. You'll be going into work tomorrow. Like, Morning, everyone. Hate grease. Hate grease. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, before we touch on Gref, uh, one thing we should have covered in hobby is you and I had a game. We did, yeah. <laughs> and this, the hate grease was strong. The hate was very, well, it was ripe. It was fucking ripe <laughs> that night. From what I can tell, it didn't sound like much of a game. Though. No, it really <laughs> like, wasn't. I, I was, I was, I was right on the verge of one of the worst days of my life, where everything, like my soul, came. Like I, I had really bad. I don't know what I, I think I had food poisoning or something, but. The night before I rolled into your place, I wasn't feeling well, but we played a game on what you assured me was a, a full-size dining room okay, table. Kind of a table. It was. It's it, most of the table yeah. was there. So <laughs> I said to Joe, "I'm like, okay, you know, did, like, what are we going to play on?" You were like, "Oh yeah, my my dining room table's big enough." I'm like, 
Really? You're like, yeah, yeah, no, no. It's a couple of inches short either side. I'm like, <laughs> so I'm like, okay, yeah, we'll, we can play that. We're going to, how big is your 12 table? 12 is a couple, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> so your dining room table is four feet long by three feet wide. Yeah. So we yeah. are a full foot too short uh, on the, and then, so. It's literally, that's literally half, yeah. half a table, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Uh, well, uh, it was concentrated. No, you'd be two, 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 by, two by four. Two by three, two by three would be half. It's two it's thirds. Six by four. It's about two yeah. thirds of the yeah. table. It's two thirds of the table. We set up a board, and it was all over by turn three. I mean, it, it like you, you're kind of because your rifles are like covering the entire map. Pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. It wasn't great. Well, but mostly it was that failed. It was that assault that that did it. Uh, you took Donny Drumpf. Yeah, that's you took yeah, Donny Drumpf. Everyone wants to punch him so Fuck much. Yeah, I do. Um, so JL took. It was interesting because you took two squads of uh, Brandenburgers. Yeah, yeah. And then the American uniform. So I couldn't shoot those guys at all. So he's able to advance them up the board. And it's uh, when I get to within six inches, I then have to take a morale test to see if I identify them. So he was able to pretty much march his guys all the way up towards me and then start assaulting. And then it all kind of fell apart for you. So, so how does that work? So like they, you can't shoot them until they no, shoot. No, you, you have to someone? detect them. So either you get close enough, uh, and you figure out that they're not who they're supposed to be, um, or they open fire or charge. Uh, gotcha. That, so th- this this list is uh, themed around um, the the Operation Grief scenario. So it's two squads of. Um, yeah, pleb pleb infantry, uh, yep. Volks Volks grenadiers, um, who surprisingly passed a lot of checks. They you they go luck. they go okay when they yeah. when they go they go pretty well. well you had you had a, a he had an inexperienced squad that went to veteran. That's um, pretty good. Yeah, that was <laughs> nice. And then you had another squad that went to reg. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, it was nice. Yeah. But those weren't the roles you needed. No, they they weren't. And the uh, the ones that just completely bounced off were the super tooled up. Um, I can't believe it's not American mom and apple pie. Actually, it's Fritz in disguise um, units. And by all accounts, they they really should have done what, what they were pointed at. And uh, yeah, we we had this discussion where I think one of your one of your assaults, you were at twelve inches. You ran at me. I opened fire and killed three of you. Mm-hmm. And after the after the round of combat was done, I killed one more than you. So you had some mm. bad rolls, but you could kind of justify it. But that that assault, though, everything only one hit, and then that failed its um, reroll. So out of the yeah. seven guys that came piling in, yeah, out of the original nine or whatever there was, so maybe six guys, yeah, every one of them bar one failed to hit. Yeah, you you, you had some low rolls. I was like, mm, that's not great. But the other one that you had, you had a full was it eight eight man, yeah, you had a full yeah. eight man squad who struck first, who didn't get I didn't get reactionary fire. You just you you crashed into the side of me like a like a freight train, and I was thinking to myself, I'm fucked. I'm so fucked. Like this is like I'm gonna I'm looking at the com- because my veterans had already moved up and they'd lost. I, I had three vets around the back of a church. Um, this was the last squad on this flank, and I'm thinking to myself, if like this is it, like my my flank's going to collapse now. I've got some things here that will help me out, but you know nothing to really mop you up. And you killed one guy. Yeah, 
yeah. and I turn around and kill three. And, and I'm that, like, that's with assault weapons, veterans with assault yeah, weapons. Vets, with, vets tooled up with assault weapons and he killed one dude. Are you fight, fighting regulars? Or? Regs. Oh my, yeah, that's pretty good. I, I had a seven-man regular squad, NCO with a submachine gun and a BAR. So I had one assault weapon and I just, I don't know. Like your dice were just wretched. Mm. But in other instances, they weren't because you were... Upgrading You were upgrading plugs. your regs. It yeah. was really strange. Um, yeah. Your Stu 42 did fuck all. Took yep. one pin, backed up, and then got ventilated by a Hellcat. Yeah. Well, and that, that's part of the problem about that the size of that table that the um, once the AT started firing, we're at close oh, yeah, range absolutely. pretty much yeah, straight exactly away. Right. So, um, um, so what else did you have in the... You had a Pack 38? Uh, yeah, Pack 38 in there. Um, STUH 48... Uh, 42, sorry. Um, yeah, that did. That... that that did an okay job. Truck. Uh, there was a mortar in there. Yeah, that that disappeared. Yeah, disappeared. Sniper. sniper. Yeah. Snipers were everything was at range. Like you could shoot anything you wanted on the board. It yeah, was, yeah, for sure. And just chuck it, put it in the corner, and be like, "Well, I can see the whole board." Well, yeah. <laughs> like range for the whole board. So it was it was a difficult game, and like it, it could have so easily gone your way. Mm. Um, had a couple of rolls gone the opposite direction, like it would have been. I didn't do anything super amazing i just mm. literally just push my shit up the board and just roll better yeah that's kind well, of I, mean, I, I, I had taken that um a version of that list so instead of the stuh um i was running the ertsatz panther yep in there so there were a few it, it didn't have the pack uh in there as well um and that did much much better the the yep. week before um so i think there's the makings of a workable um, oh, army dude, out of absolutely it. there is. I mean, look, the the fact that your veteran assault heavy infantry can get a long way up the board without being shot at is is incredible. My only thing is, is like, do can snipers shoot them? Because they ignore... No, my understanding is you have to be within that uh, detection distance. Sure, sure. Okay, that makes sense. But there's, I mean, there's some cur- curious things about how that um, list is, is built. Um, so it, it's supposedly... Um, an Operation Griff um, list. So that's uh, um, um, German special forces dressed as Americans. Um, it's cool as hell. Yeah. There, there is a, a, a different version of that list in uh, the theater selector for the Battle of the Bulge, but it works a little bit differently in that you have to take full platoons of those guys. Um, it's which pretty is, pricey. Yeah, it's just difficult to manage at a thousand points. Um, so the list that I ran against you was my grief list and that's uh, Reg 2nd Lieutenant uh, two 8 man squads of vets with submachine guns already. it's basically my airborne list with a couple of changes so it's 4 squads of infantry uh, a regular 2nd Lieutenant and an experienced 2nd Lieutenant a sniper a 57mm anti-tank gun uh, two trucks, both with medium machine guns, the M3105, and a Hellcat. So four vehicles, four squads of uh, infantry, two officers, and two support options. So the dice count's good. Um, and, yeah, I, I don't know. I just sort of wanted to take some just weird shit. It's fine. It's a, yeah. I think it's a nicely balanced list. I don't think there's anything particularly nasty about it. Um it's tough. I'm not. I'm not in any sort of. I'm not in any sort of. Uh, 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 what the hell? Denial. I'm not in any sort of denial that it's. It's. It's not a tough list. I know it's going to be. Uh, it's going to be tough. But 
at the end of the day, like I'm there to sort of give my opponents a, a good a good game and a good match, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, well, so that's a good segue into Operation Group. Go for it. Um, which I am running in th- three three weeks with um three, with three, a lot of help. Three weeks from the date of us recording, not three weeks from when you're hearing this. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it's on the the twentieth of May, isn't it? Yep. Um, Why are you asking me? <laughs> well, <laughs> come on, To. Uh, no, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'm running it um, on the day with a lot of help from Tristan in terms of like logistic, logistical support. Um, we had heard rumblings that maybe some people were a bit confused in regards to the To situation between us. Yes, uh, make no mistake that Lachlan Lockie is the To 100. Uh, percent I'm literally just here for backup and support. Um, I have been helping Lockie with some lists that are coming through. Uh, my list was I the first person to submit a list? Yeah, yeah, you were. Yeah, so, my list was so, submitted. So, you, so you've 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 um, submitted your list like way in advance, um, and that's because basically um, I've had a few people send lists through just to make sure um, it's okay for the event, and I don't feel comfortable like making the decision by myself if if it's comfortable. Uh, first like, time, man. Yeah, I I did it the first time I stepped out. I was liaising with Anthony I was liaising with Brian and Patch and saying what do you guys think of this what do you guys think of this yeah it needs to because, be it needs to be a discussion yeah, um, because, because your, in, your internal barometer of bullshit is different to everyone else's and you kind of need a sounding board yeah like but also sometimes you miss stuff and you, you really do like, you go oh yeah that's alright and then someone, then, then like you show it to someone else and they're like oh actually did you think of this and it's like oh uh, maybe Ooh, not no I didn't but I mean the I did have to resub one list from already from um, no a new player. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Um, from a new player who, uh, and and that that's cool. Like, um, again, like oh, dude, we've all had that, it. That, the first the first event I ever went into, I have my, I have my my list resubbed. That's it's part but to be honest, it was more for the for the dice count as well. Um, like oh, I think he, right. he submitted yeah, yeah, like yeah, seventeen yeah. dice or something. Yeah, like that's, that's, that's a bit like that's not even going to be fun to play as a beginner. Um, like. You're gonna want to, you know, drop a few support units Soviet, and put in a tank. Soviet list. Yeah, it was yeah. a Stalingrad list. Um, so he's he's basically dropped, uh, you know, a few units. It's down to fourteen dice, and he put a T thirty four in, which um, nice. I, I think he'll enjoy playing that list more, and his opponents will pl- will enjoy playing it more as well. Um, Can I ask how big were the squad sizes? I was varying. There was a few small units and a few big bigger units. Sure. There, there was uh, workers militia in there, which are, you know. They cost pretty much nothing, but they're and some great big blobs. Bad as well, or something, wasn't it? Yeah. So there's some yeah. dirt cheap stuff, and then there was a big unit of salt and I think I think that like, we we don't want to dissuade people from running what they want to run, but at the end of the day, if you're a new player, you need to understand how. And I, I almost feel bad saying this, but you almost need to understand how a bulk standard thousand point twelve order dice list works, and then work your way from there. Um, Anthony. Uh, won Moab a couple of years back by running uh, Japanese army, and I think that it was a high order dice. Like it was. Well, wasn't it like every every man didn't have a gun or something? Like they were, they, they, were they two, were all unarmed. There were two units. shooting weapons in the whole army. Yeah, there you go. And it was a medium howitzer, and I think his officer had a pistol. But you couldn't like that. You, you couldn't incredible. give that to a new player, and like like that. Well, you be, could, but yeah. you'd end up with a game where you'd only get to turn two, and they just wouldn't know what to do with it. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, but but when everything. Can only unless they're in assault, all they can do is move. Advance. Yep. You're n- that's not a lot of calculation, that mental calcu- calculation that you have to put in. I'm not entirely certain. To say, true. should I fire or go down or ambush or? No, but you have. So to, many no. of the orders are just out of the equation altogether. Yeah, they are. They are to a certain degree, but you also have to, you know, 
where am I going to put this? Where am I going to move this? Where am I going to position this? Yeah, if you, there's if, a lot if more. You ha- if you've never played it before and you're a new player, like there's it, yeah. like it's that's what I'm getting at. That's what I'm getting. At. I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying. And, but, and look, yeah. I, I think the the better answer to the question is just to keep keep an eye on the lists rather than say, oh, we need chess clocks or we need some really convoluted suggestions recently um way to get around that thing about running out of time the best way to avoid running out of time is to have um reasonable lists good terrain that doesn't make people scratch their heads too much and go what does this do and then you have a five minute argument about what type of cover it is and also understanding how your list works yeah, you could you could play in a seventeen eighteen dice list if you know what you're doing and oh, yeah. and you you just you know you that dice yep cool they're you know they're doing this this this. Um, See, I can if play. You, if you, if you I, haven't played I, that list before, like it's it's gonna take time. To yeah, that's really if you want to play that list for the first time, you don't do it at an event. Oh no, not at an event. Yeah, you do sure. it. You do it. You know, on a Saturday afternoon at House of War with a couple of beers, and you think, oh, I wonder how this will work. I mean, you know me, I finish games quickly because I understand how my lists work. This does this. This does this. If it doesn't work well, then it'll all be over by turn three, and I'll you know go and get a coffee somewhere. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna run di- uh, lists like that, and I heard it was back in V one, I heard that um, uh, there was talk of the game designer putting a dice cap on it, that you know it was meant to be played at twelve dice, at this, at this, at this. and lo- that was actually a reaction from a game that he had at his local games club. Um, I think if you're a TO at no point putting a di- I don't think putting a dice cap on your event is at any point a good idea because what you do is if you say we're only accepting you know order dice levels at 12 dice you know this this and this you're going to shoehorn a lot of players into you know creating very specific lists and I don't know about you guys but at a thousand points with 12 dice you're going to be looking at okay well there's an armor nine tank there's some you know some squads of veterans there's a sniper there's a and all of a sudden, well, you might as well, everyone might as well just bring the same army. If you take the order dice mechanic, well, the order dice uh, cap out of it, then you end up with something a little bit more interesting. Well, and you get people's arguments saying, oh, we should just hard cap some units, so only one unit of Gurkhas or um, whatever that, that uh, issue that they might have with particular units. The answer to that is not by... Uh, not solved in the meta, it's solved by being prescriptive about what's Word. what's allowed. Yeah. Um, I mean, in, in the 40k system in Melbourne, we were notorious for a number of years about this um, composition score system. That comp score, yeah, yeah, yeah. Comp score thing that became super convoluted and unwieldy. Uh, I think in the end, it caused more arguments than it ever solved. To do those things well, as um, you you also need um, like to do those kind of comp systems. You also need to play a lot of games. You need to know like everything, like all the, the different interaction bet- between units. Because if you start gonna, if you're going to start doing it without having that comprehensive knowledge, then like you miss so much. Like there's always there's you know like you say oh this is a hard cap. Well, like, well you just change the the goalpost a little bit and you you, you probably actually open up. Um, worse, worse list because people start saying, "Oh, look, this 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 certain build or this li- uh, this unit isn't um, like it, uh, it's not covered under the hard caps." Sure, so we'll just yeah. spam. You know, we'll spam this unit, um, and that's the yep. most efficient under that. And, and the, there's other ways around that. I think that um, it's worth looking maybe at the way that Flames of War addresses that um, because their tournament system will specify early, middle, or late war units only. So our equivalent of theatre selectors 
control for all of that if we choose to use them in that way. Um, I'm not certain that that is the, the right way to go about it because suddenly if the only army that you happen to have up and running at that given time is a late war Pacific army and it becomes early war Europe, uh, you, you don't, you're not yeah, able I'd, to participate I'd, in that I, way. I wouldn't feel comfortable doing that either for that, for that reason. You don't want to be limiting Agreed. people um, who've put a lot of effort into their own armies. It's also like some, I, I mean, we spoke about it before. It's easier to justify some armies um, than others. And like a Russian army is very easy to, you know, change a couple of little pieces and it's a 39 army and then or it's, or it's a 45 army. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But if you, you're playing a, spe- a Pacific army, you know, like in New Guinea or um, some of the, like the smaller campaigns, then that's, it just becomes too, too limiting. Yeah. Word. So, Gref? Yeah. Is it grief or gref? It's gref. I right. think it's gref, but well, we, we I can call it grief. It's, it's, kind of, it's, it's interchangeable. Kind of arbitrary, isn't it? Um, so, 1,000 points. Yep. Two games. It is. Talk to me. Yep. So, um, basically, uh, we we wanted to do um, an event that would be basically as friendly and access- accessible, I guess, to new players as we can because we we can see a lot of young... And it's actually um, a pretty exciting time in the bold action scene, I reckon, because you can see a lot of people um, getting interested in the game like from, from different different from different game systems coming across yeah we're getting a lot of uh, transfers at the moment which is mm. good it's awesome awesome to see and like i, I finally feel like the community is finally br- moving uh, I, I know you tristan you um played uh, the most out of us in v1 but i feel like the communities in melbourne at least is finally moving away from the v1 scene because i, I feel like one, once the transition between v1 and uh, v2 happened a lot of players stopped playing the game which devastated the scene a little bit, um, and we find I think it, from my perspective, um, we've finally grown away from that. So, like, do you feel that way? Well, it's it's difficult to tell because at the time when V two came out, um, I, I was in a very busy phase of my life and I yeah. wasn't really playing as much as as I had. So I took a little bit of a, a break for only a few months, yeah, but so I, I didn't see a lot of angst. About I'm in the, the same. Over. I'm in the same boat because, like, I remember when uh, V when V two dropped. I was going through some really heavy shit in my life. Like, my wife and I had just found out that we were pregnant, and I was kind of you know processing that. V two dropped, and I had a very severe knee jerk reaction to V two. I was, I saw a lot of things wrong with it, and things that I still think are wrong with it. You know, shit like templates are a mistake. What they did to HE was just fucking stupid. Vehicle mounted MMGs, yada yada yada. Um, and I also had some shit going on with work, and therefore, I something had to kind of give, and my hobby then just suffered, and I just didn't really want to do anything. But I don't know, man. I think yeah. Well, I think I mean, like, I'm sure everyone, like everyone who was part of the V1 scene, like, I mean, I was what I'm getting at. I wasn't really there. I didn't really see it because I like. But but it definitely the scene definitely like it, from, it quieted from, from, down the, a from bit. the high point in V V one but in that transition for for multiple reasons definitely um, you also have to remember fractured. that and I, but I think I just think we've it's we finally recovered yeah as, no no, as I, no I agree, I agree. And, and that that may have also been just everyone needed a bit of time to digest what yeah the, and well, analyze what those changes absolutely. were the other thing was that when we got to the end of V one um, Anf and I have been running events for like a year and a half something like that. 
and both of us were pretty fucking burned out. Like been it podcasting was podcasting a lot as well. We had like um, I've been doing the Gap and doing bacon burgers. Um, yeah, I've been like just cranking out hobby. And by the time they've kind of came around, like Amph and I, like Amph especially was just, I mean, he still hasn't recovered. He's now off slaying orcs or some shit like that. He has a great time doing that. Um, but yeah, like uh, I, I take what you, I take what you're saying. Absolutely. Yeah. We kind of went through this stage where it all got a bit quiet. Yeah. Um, and it, and it, it seems to be ramping been, up. It's been, it's been, yeah. it's been rebuilding and I that's, mean, that's, that's the entire point of um, grief or grief or whatever you want to, whatever you want to call grief. it. Grief. Grief. <laughs> um, so, like, we're just trying to bring new pl- players in. I already know three who are definitely coming, like, Word. who have never really played before. Um, and a few more who um, have only played one or two events, well, which Brad's, is really... Brad's cool. event. How many, yeah. how, many, how many new faces did we see at Brad's event? I think he said there was eight new players, and they were all, uh, like, most Felt of like them... More. Most of them, I think at least six of them were from the from his 40K, like, 40K days. And sure. So, I'm hope, hoping they're going to come back for some more events. I'm yeah. sure they will. Yeah, they they, they seem, seem to have a good time. Yeah. Exactly and look, right. we, I know we've got some, some players that we don't see at um, our regular events, but that are um, League of Ancients regulars oh, yeah. who yeah, I've, I've played yeah. out there and they are, you know, they're only really engaged with that 15 millimeter Ancients sort of thing, but they've, they've got a, a bolt action army and, and they're coming down to... It's surprising awesome. how many people have got a 28 millimeter World War II army in the closet. Um, I go out to... I try to go out to House of War regularly because I like catching up with Alan and Deb and... It's just a great venue to go out to, you know, throw some dice. Um, the number of times I'll walk in and Alan will say to me, oh, wow, you're here. Jeez, just talking about you. You know, two guys are at the back playing bolt action. They just left 20 minutes ago. I'm like, Where the, who are these people? Like, why are you not playing at our events? But, you know, maybe they don't know about them or... Yeah, yeah or, the, or they're plugged and into they're, the yeah. Nutterwadding crew or yeah, League of Ancients yeah. and, and that ticks all their boxes. You yeah. know, I, I know it's it can be hard for people to get away on a weekend... Um, family it does stuff feel, can it does feel like, I, I agree with you though it does feel like the scene's getting healthier yeah and it's great and yeah people coming from different scenes like scenes from 40k there's a few guys from Malifaux Mal- who yeah, have come over yeah, a couple of Malifaux um, which is great to see um, but yeah so that's just that's just what we want for Operation Grief so it's only two two da- uh, two games to kind of now um, so set the record straight yeah. why are we doing two games basically for those reasons to make it as accessible um to to new players as possible. I mean, so I, don't I can think get the sound check after uh, <laughs> second game. That could that could be it. I mean, like we we'll we were like we were thinking of three, and there were some um, scheduling issues as well at 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 the venue. Um, we, so we, we can't op- get in the op- night before, and yeah. getting in in the morning is difficult. So we would have been yeah, to set up a lot of terrain very quickly like that is quite difficult. And we thought we cut it down to two. We can play all morning, stop, have some great food, and then play in the afternoon, and then go home. Yeah, and I think it. I think it also suits the the format. Like, so the philosophy of the event is that winning doesn't matter, basically. No, so there is no podium. Which I, I got a few few questions about that as well. Two um, games after two games, so you're not going to see a podium. No, no, right. there's there's no way you can do it. Um, like differentiate it, but like that. I guess that's even at three three games. I kind of want an event that doesn't incentivize winning at all. You want it. Like, you know, we're trying to encourage new players to come along. We just want people to, to play maybe some funky stuff or, like, not competitively at all. So, so yeah, that we don't have a podium. What we've got... We do have a few awards. Yeah, what, what are we doing awards for? So, we've got Best Painted, which will be voted as 
um, as by the players at like, like lunchtime or whatever. Like Dibs. We'll have an, uh, Dibs that. Armies Dibs taking display. that. Dibs. So for, 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 for the record, this is the only award Tristan is um, ele- is legible for. No, eligible. it's not. No, new player. Best okay. new player. Best new player. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no. He just, just, put, just, just put, put on some glasses. Yeah, and, big, and, a beret. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, a big like, trench, trench coat. coat. No, one, no, one will, no one will know. Guy incognito over here. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Somebody. Oh, what you, who is this Homer? <laughs> oh, I'll borrow your Pokemon backpack. Oh, you won't know it's me, I swear. Um, so we got, yeah, best painted. Um, we have the Hanno Swag slash best theme award. Um, which now, did... Yes. I was going to ask if you if you were if you had any sort of feeling because leading up to my events generally I get a I get a sense of, you know, when people start sending me lists, I get a sense of maybe who might be in the running for that. I was just wondering whether you were getting no, but I mean I we're had, a little bit had, far out. I haven't had that. Like I've had a few lists but not yeah. not enough. And it's also like I mean I'm going to judge it as well like on the day on uh on, on the armies themselves as well. So not just the list. So but I've also asked everyone. Um, I've encouraged it's, um, encourage everyone to bring a piece of um, basically like a short document, like max a page kind of thing of a bit of history about your army, um, because I I just really think that's uh, that's a cool way of immersing, like getting everyone to immerse themselves in that side of the hobby, like the historic parts as well. Because oh, I think it's good to understand. I won't be doing that, but that's fine. Yeah, I. Because it, it's because they're just marines. Oh no, no. airborne, airborne. airborne. Uh, hoorah! No, that's marines. Hoorah is uh, oh, yeah. whatever. They're all Americans. <laughs> hoorah is the is the marines. Hoorah! <laughs> um, so I basically just encourage that just to, uh, yeah, as I said, get get people to really be putting in that side of the hobby in terms of thinking about. You know, where was their army? Like, for, like who were they? Where were they fighting? Yeah, I like that. that. I like that a lot. And then the third award is best sport. Was it new player? No, no best. Yeah, yes, best new player. Yeah. Which um, you're See, le- new you're sports. Le- you can't really get a feel for. No, 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 like after two right. games, like you're going to get a lot of people on the same score. So. Yeah, exactly. There's no way to differentiate it. Um, so it's best new player again to encourage the new players, um, which. Uh, so you're basically eligible for that if it's your first or second bold action event and there's again there's what, no this cr- year pardon <laughs> <laughs> shut up mate um so and then there's the way i'm gonna do it is like obviously it's not going to be about winning but if you i mean like you might get it if you win two games you might not if you beat a veteran bold action player you might get it if you have, if you put a lot of effort into your army, and you can like, you know, it's not quite there for best painted or Hannah swag, but like I can tell you've put enough kind of effort into it. Putting it out there to any of the new players listening, I will probably give you an easy win. Just, I'm just not, for it. I'm not. I'm not there to win this bounty like, hunt. Yeah, basically. Um, so I mean, yeah, like it's but that's basic, basically it. And if you can, if you're a new player, and I can, I, I can see how you've gone the extra mile in this, or you've done something, you know, like, you know, like you've 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 beaten someone, like, there you go, you're the best new player, and you get an award to acknowledge that. We've got plenty of um, we've got plenty of veteran players coming. I think all the old hats are going to come back, and then we see Aaron Cattle, Chris Beck, yada yada. I think Lee Avery's going to come along. Probably see Brad. So there'll be plenty of players there to kind of help out and like sort of guide you through. So if you are listening, although I don't know why you'd be listening to a bolt action podcast if you don't really play the game, but say that you are listening, um, come along, have some fun, roll the dice. 
Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and we didn't, haven't even... I, I don't think we mentioned where the venue is either. Like, it, obviously, in the players' pack, if you've read it. But um, it's at a German club, isn't it? Yeah, the uh, Tivoli uh, German club. Um, so, fantastic beers on tap. Oh, that my God. That bar no opens at yeah. 10 o'clock in the morning. And Hell you yeah. can get a big stein of... Um, Wrought iron runes in the dining room, which is a lovely yeah. touch. That's I, what you I want really at like 10 a.m. on a Sunday, isn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I, it is. I go to, to Oktoberfest out there oh, yeah? like every year. It's, it's yeah, great. Dude, lunch will literally be like... Lunch will be pretty good. It will be great. I'm looking can I ask, lunch. though, is there veg- can it be vegetarian options? You know, when I was in Germany, my impression this is, was... This is a long answer for saying no. <laughs> everything was <laughs> oh, made out of pork and potato. Yeah. So Man, I'm going to be having potatoes. And actually, one of my mates asked me... Um, Oh, why is it called the Bacon Burgers? You're vegetarian. I'm like, oh, yeah, well, well I, it wasn't my... I, I didn't name it. Yeah, you, you came late to the party. We could have yeah. brought the Bacon Burgers, but that doesn't quite have the same ring to it. Oh, that actually does. The, the vegetarian hate grease. <laughs> <laughs> Yummy. Well, canola, you know what canola oil's real name yeah. is? And that's basically why... Awkward. <laughs> <laughs> and that's basically why it's called Operation Grief. I was, I was kind of... <laughs> I was trying to... I was trying to... I was, it's all got tits it up. causes so much grief. It's also sending so much grief. I'm just going to be eating potatoes. No, because I was trying to look at, you know, like a, some kind of funny operation name and I can't get some across it. I'm it's like, hard, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Like, I mean, I, when I'm coming up for names for... My, like, this mm. is like the last Operation Heavy. I had no idea what to call that. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to use Big Tanks. I thought uh, Brad's experience with Operation Werewolf was pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, we went from werewolf to wolf because he cut the K forty seven aspect out of it. Well, it, it was also because he came to realize that. So uh, what? Hang on a second. Operation so Werewolf is a um, uh, of dubious provenance political group on the. On oh, is the it? So I, I didn't make it up that it was in my head. So like I was calling it werewolf this whole time. Then I reread no, the players werewolf, pack and it was wolf. No, werewolf was. So um, it did start. No, no. So we have wolf right, this yeah. year. Remember how last year he was going to run an event? No, no. It was going players. to be called Operation Werewolf, was and it? then so first of all, Operation Werewolf was the neo-Nazi guerrilla movement after the war, which uh, okay. may not have been immediately obvious. And there are a number of. Uh, shall we say successors who who want to keep that going who sure. still use that branding oh right yeah okay, okay I, all right because i asked him about it i said mate did you change this because you know this thing on the internet uh there's neo-nazis in america campaigning right now <laughs> oh shit yeah 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 <laughs> well, there's, well, there's one of the, the white house with fucking orange skin and a red hat isn't there yeah, yeah yeah well there's all this stuff that um uh there is a, a organization at the moment called Operation Werewolf. I, I don't think they... And I said to Brad, look, I've actually read a lot of their material. It's not exactly what it looks like. However, I understand why that might not be a good choice of name. He said, yeah, that's sure. exactly why, because I was getting all these emails from people in America. And I remember when I had um, replied that I was going to this event, some of my friends who also read that that stuff we're going oh that doesn't look like an officially licensed operation <laughs> event <laughs> oh my that's God. so funny because i thought I, I actually just 
didn't realise he changed the name. I, I, I thought I dreamt it. I was, I was no, calling I, it Operation Werewolf. I had it on my army list. And I checked the players pack and the, like, and the Facebook group. And it was suddenly Operation Wolf. I'm like, See, I thought did, that, I, did I dream this? I thought that Werewolf was the K47 event last year. And then well, it, it may have. It, it may was. also well, have Operation, been. Yeah. yeah, he had Operation Werewolf last year, which was the K47 event. He had to pull the pin on that because I think he had like three or four players drop out the week before timing issues or whatever. And then... Um, yeah, I thought the Wolf, it was always called Wolf this year because it wasn't a K47 event. Um, either, either. Like, it was a great event. And mm. dubious name or not. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. That's why I came up. Um, I looked at Operation Growth and I was like, oh, yeah, cool. This is, And then, like, it turns out to be the Brandenburgers kind of thing, you know. Um, and it was kind of this this cool kind of weird operation of the Americans, uh, sorry, the Germans, like, ordering, like, heaps of, like, Shermans and, and like... American uniforms and stuff and then getting like a fraction of what they actually ordered well, they, they, oh, yeah. they got a grand total of two Shermans yeah and they were and like they broke down, they, broke, they, broke they barely down. worked yeah, I think they ordered like a hundred or something and it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is kind of funny they and asked for a, they asked for a heap of um, like any any German who could speak uh, you know, mm. fluent English or American and they, and were, they, they were trained and stuff, weren't they? they like, get, no, well, they got all these guys who could literally just say, like, hello, my name is, mm. you know, Hans, whatever, Hans Gruber. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and um, but again, that's all they could say. I think they, they like, um, were like when the, the guy in Hitler um, was organizing, they asked for, like, a whole company of people who could speak, like, American. And turns yeah. out, you know, it was probably a couple of dozen in the end. Yeah, exactly right. It wasn't that common. Yeah, there weren't many. And most <laughs> of them were um, sailors. Actually, because you know, a lot of them had picked up some English. Mm -hmm. Now, the the list that I was taking is the sort of pleb version of that. So it's using Brandenburgers as the disguised guys. In the um, Battle of the Bulge book, it's a lot more complex. So you you have rules for the different levels of English that your guys can speak. (laughs) That's incredible. So some guys are much easier to bust than others. That's really cool. And the other difference is once you bust one, you've busted them all. Oh, right. Whereas okay, building it out of the Brandenburgers, it's worse. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Building it out of the Brandenburgers, each squad is independent. Um, they're, they're quite difficult to, to bust. But you can take regulars in the Panzer Brigade 150 list. Um, however, it, you only have to get within 12. And it's not an order test. It's just a straight up four or better regardless how many pins you have yeah wow yeah all right allow me to jump on my jump on my segue is this the list that you're going to take to badgercon i believe so yep yep i think so okay no worries i just i it sort of popped into my head i'm like that would the thing is taking a list like the list that you're taking with these funky units it doesn't immediately jump out at me as a list that is conducive to running at a beginner's centered event it's mm. not a tournament it's an event it's a it's an exhibition day if anything and i'm like the the first thing you said when i when i because i mean i had to ask you questions about this list and that's not to say that you know i'm i'm a you know mm. a font of knowledge when it comes to bolt action but i like to think that i know what's going on mm. um well my my thinking is is twofold a it's it's a uh, army i've been working on for a long time but i haven't really fielded in an event yet Yep. The second one, because it is the namesake of the operation, sure. um, I thought that that was pretty cool. We've got to do that. Yeah. Um, I may tone it down. Um, I may just take I, one I one would, unit nah, of the, I, dude, there's nothing the guys. Wrong with your list. There's nothing wrong with your list. As long as you are, 
as long as you do the, do the diligence at the start of every game mm-hmm. and explain to your opponent, this is my list, this is what it does, these are the rules. If you're up front, it's, it's like whenever I played anybody for the first time with the Finns, yep. you just got to spend a bit of time explaining to them what this is going to do. And if they're clear on it, it lets them mentally prepare for how am I going to engage mm. this. And uh, I, I took a lot of stuff out of earlier versions of that um, where I was using things like the um, military police rule. Yep, sure. Um, and the intelligence officers rule. Yeah. which really accentuates that um, irregular warfare. If you want to take that sort of stuff, Moab, CanCon, any of the VBAL events, go for it. No worries at all. At the end of the day, like, you know, if it's in, you know, if, if you can get it past the TO, yeah, absolute rock and roll. But for this event, I think this is why I went for a very vanilla, mm-hmm. very, very vanilla. Mm. Yeah, I don't, as a TO, obviously, I don't, it's not a problem if it's a little bit funky. I just won't, I'm, like, I'm going to do the pairings um, before the event. Yeah, like I'm done. Newbie. Like obviously, I'm not going to give it to a newbie or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. Now you're not doing it. you're not doing Swiss for round two, though, are you? Uh, no. See, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bother. There's no first, second, or third. I yeah, would we're going to try and do it because there's no podium. Do. We're not trying to prove who's who's best. Exactly player. right. I would literally just pair vet with newbie, round one, round two. That way, you can do the draw for the entire day, and you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, you, yeah. You no, could, okay. You, potentially, yeah, you could just play. Yeah. And then just before everyone gets started saying, by the way, you know, I'm lucky on the TO. If you've got rules questions, I'm right here. By the way, Tristan. No, nah, no, nah, I want a TO just so like to go around and be able to. I'm hearing um, I'm hearing I'm, I'm the same. Sure. I wouldn't do it um, either. I, but I, I, what I, I have want to do, playing on game days whenever I can. What I certainly want to do is um, try and where I can, particularly in round one, is make as many historical kind of believable matchups as possible yeah. on, the, on, on the tables as well. So like it would be Axis versus Allies on... You know, like Italians and Dutch fighting in the jungle. Yeah, no, I'm hearing you. Yeah, hearing exactly. you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, that's what I'm endeavouring to do for round one. That's good, man. I like that. That's really cool. I'm down. I'm yeah. down. So, have do you, you want to talk about listing? Yeah, let's well, talk hang about on. Have, you got a, have you got a Gumby list put together for this yet? Um, no. I should probably write one for my Russians because I'm, I'm lending. I'm probably going to lend out my Australians to my friend who's is sure. just starting. Yep. Um, a good, good friend of mine who I used to play Warhammer with back in the day. Um, so yeah, I should probably write a Russian list just in case I do need to play. It's a good idea. It's a very good idea. So um, we're going to talk about listing uh, because we're going to BadgerCon. Queen's birthday weekend, we have an event coming up. It's a thousand points, three games. Um, here's the rub. Is if I go to CanCon, I know what the meta is going to be like at CanCon. I know what to expect. If I go to Moab, I expect something different from CanCon, but I still know what to expect. And if I go to VBAL, I really know what to expect because, well, I'm part of that meta. You're you know, smeared with that grease. I am, I am head to toe in that grease. But at the end of the day, between the three of us, I mean, we all contribute towards that meta. So within our local Melbourne meta, we know what to expect. We know what people will bring. We know what is acceptable and what's not now the discussion that i want to have with you guys is how do you list for a meta that you know nothing about because we're going to BadgerCon, and my list is tough i'm not even i'm not even going to try and dress it up i'm taking a tough list because i am not taking a chocolate eclair to a gunfight now i'm not going overboard i'm not taking you know I'm not festooning everything with machine guns and uh, you know flamethrowers, 
but in the same breath i'm not i'm not i'm not going to you know not do well so i mean what, uh, it's, it's hard like it always comes down to for me it's like what's the aim of the of this event for you like are you trying to are you going to try and win for a start? Are you trying to, you know, well, show off your best painted? Are you trying to like just have put a put a table that you've enjoyed? Uh, sorry, put, putting an army on the table that you've enjoyed building and playing. I mean, and that's where I'm kind of going. Like with, I'll be taking my Australians, and I mean, like they're pretty limited to begin with. So it's not like I can, I probably like, I'd be pretty hard pressed to to make it a, a, a kind of a dick punch kind of list, but. Um, and I'm kind of I'm kind of happy with that, you know, like knowing that I'm not likely to win because my list isn't like you know geared. Um, I'm going. What are you what are, what are you expecting to do? do you I'm going to, to put do? my best foot forward. I want to win best painted. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. I mean, we all know. Like, I'm not even going to try. So that doesn't that, that doesn't have anything to do with the list, though. No. Yes and no. I'll run you through the list, and you guys can tell me what you think. And it's it's more of a, it's. Until I paint a new army, this is kind of what I'll be running. It's 12 dice at 1,000 points. Um, reg 2nd Lieutenant, two squads of vet paratroopers with five submachine guns, three rifles each. Uh, here's the slice of cheddar. Uh, the forward observer, the Air Force forward observer. The Americans, I guess, two swings. Two seven-man squads of regulars with a BAR and a submachine gun. Sniper, bazooka, a medium artillery, so medium howitzer. The M8 Greyhound, with so that doesn't have a... Pintle HMG, it's just the light AT gun and a um, uh, coax MMG. The M3105 heavy motor carriage and a Dodge three quarter ton truck with a Pintle mount MMG for a thousand points. So, so, so let's just be clear the, that what was that was the, was the M3 what? M3105 HMC. So that's so what that's that, that has another medium mortar on it, doesn't it? Medium howitzer. Medium it's two howitzer, medium howitzer. Yeah. So it is and an air, heavy. And, a, and an air observer. No, yeah, an air observer that does my, two swings. My AT, my anti-tank is a bazooka, a greyhound, and the air observer. That's pretty good. It's, it's Yeah, it's not terrible. Having said that, I will have six swings with that air observer for the weekend. You can guarantee I'm going to roll at least two ones. That's just how it, that's how it will go. I just I can see it happening. So I'm yeah, gonna. But you take that risk knowingly. Hell yeah, I do. And that's why, I mean, the it's one of those like the, the air observer is like a glass hammer. You have a fifty percent shot of it, you know, doing something horrible, and alternatively, you have a fifty percent shot of it just doing either nothing or something much much worse. Um, the HMC is an Armor Seven open topped medium howitzer, so you can pin it with small arms, and it's one shot. And I think against how many points is that one? One hundred and twenty. I mean, it's not terrible. Does it have recce? No, no, no recce. It's just it's literally just a half track with a medium howitzer. Well, right. I think like on its own, like yeah, sure, like it's pretty reasonable. But like because you're also using the medium mortar, like medium howitzer. The, sorry, the, the medium howitzer. Um, this is one and, and the air observer. So it's like the combination of the three. So I don't yeah. think any yeah, one yeah. of it them. It is a it is a three punch. Here is my justification. All right. Hit me with it. Okay, no, no, I can. Oh, no, trust me. I, I think you might. I think you might be right with this. Have you Have you written a word document of the history? No. Hurrah! Hurrah! <laughs> <laughs> I think if I turn that on, I'll probably get punched. My justification for this is is that because I'm listing for an unknown meta, I'm going to take something that's a little, a wee bit nastier than what the one I would normally take. Now, what I'm going to do is if I get there, and I put my little and. 
I'll, I'll, there's another part of this. I'll explain this in a second. But if I get there and my opponent, John, is standing across the table from me and he is popping down on the table a really soft vanilla list with a stupidly large tank that is just soaks up way too many... I can see this guy has come just to play and have a good time as opposed to come... He's come to play and win. All of a sudden, my two medium howitzers are going to be shooting as light howitzers. My air observer may not do anything at all. It may just sit there and make sure that he can't access a part of the board without it being mowed down. Um, I may I may soften edges of my list so it doesn't run as hard. But if I sit down and there's a guy and and the person that I'm the person I'm referencing in this you know what I say next, I don't want this person to feel bad. It's just it's the best example that I can come up with right now. But if I happen to set all my soldiers down and the guy across from me is setting down three MMG Festoon Stewarts and a shitload of <laughs> <laughs> a shitload of um you know like tooled up marines and hey, an air no, wh- wh- one of them had a flamethrower on yeah, it. Well, no, yeah, well <laughs> no but you get what I mean. Yeah, if, yeah. If, if someone's going to hit me with a really hard list, well, I want to be prepared for that. I want to be able to go, well, okay, no worries, that's on is there. It, is it I worth, have these tools to deal with it. Is it worth asking the TO of the event um, what he thinks of, of your list? I, I didn't oh, really. No, I, my, my list, I, I submitted my list ages ago and he said it was fine. So the TO has no issues with my list, which says to me that he might be expecting some of what I'm bringing. If if he'd said, "Hang on, whoa, no, calm down there, some you know, Sonny Jim, you just you you take that back," and then I would be inclined to believe that perhaps you know, the meta up there is a little bit softer. But he didn't even bat an eyelid. He just said, "Yeah, that's a, that's fine. Cheers." So yeah. it sort of leads me to believe that maybe we're going into a meta that might be a little bit stronger than what we do down here in Melbourne. Well, I mean, I, I built mine, and I, I haven't decided on the final version. Part of that, I think, will come from whatever happens at, at grief um, exactly as, as we've been talking about to see what that looks like to a player who's not familiar with um, what a difference some of those sneaky rules like fanatics and whatever will will do to a to a list um, it does give me the option much like yours that if I pull up against somebody who you know this is going to be an awful game to play it um, as written, it's very easy for me to just say, okay, those guys in the German, in the American uniforms, are just veterans. They just don't shoot at them as you shoot like. Shoot them as you like. Yeah. Um, there's the ability to tone that down, um, which is not to say though that I haven't built that list around the usual listing principle that I do. That you must have some level of multiple redundancy. Um, you must be able to take and hold objectives both on your back line and further up the board. Wood. You must have some anti-tank, ideally some redundancy in your anti-tank stuff, and ideally just one thing that your army is good at, probably better than another army yeah, is. So if it's assault, yeah. you're built for assault. If it's killing infantry with high E, HE, you've, you've got that there. But there's one aspect of the list that you've done that it excels at, and everything else, it's jack of all trades. Yeah, and that's the other thing that the other the the other caveat that I put in there is I've taken this list. I took my medium howitzer because I mean you did I no I didn't run it against you. I ran my fifty-seven millimeter against you. Oh, you, you had the one on the half track. No, 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 not the 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 sort of the infantry 
Operating. Oh, okay, no. Yeah, no, so I don't think anyone's actually seen that because I've not had an opportunity to play with it. Um, I've modeled up uh, uh, a medium howitzer, an American medium howitzer. I've got airborne crew for it, and it's look like I've modeled it to make it look as if they've repurposed um, a captured uh, German machine gun nest. So I've got German weapons lying around and crates and boxes, and it, I think it looks really nice. Um, my scratch built M3105 is, I think it looks really nice because I put crew in there and it looks the tits. Um, I like the way all my shit looks. There's certainly a lot to be said for giving a, a unit that you've painted but haven't run yet a go. I mean, I, yeah, I was it. running the, the STUH again, but I'm like, oh, I've used that a lot. I haven't actually taken the Hetzer out. Maybe Do I it, should man. Sl- I love sl- the Hetzer. Chuck the Hetzer in there. But the whole idea behind this list that I'm taking is I want to win Best Painted. That's always my first and that's my first and only kind of focus. But having said that, like I would never, this list, I would never take this list to Moab. Just never. I would just would not do it because I know what to expect at Moab. So Moab's a bit more chilled out than... Hell fucking yes it is. That's why I like going to it. Moab's the, in my opinion, Moab's the best event in the calendar. Run by the Sunderland Gaming uh, Association, normally TO'd by Brian Cook. Uh, was last year TO'd by uh, Dave Xavier from the left-handed Panzerfaust and Andrew Brownrick. Um, those two guys put on a fantastic event, but it's chill, it's relaxed. I know what to expect there. Whereas, would I take this current list to CanCon? I probably fucking would, because I know what CanCon's like. CanCon it brings out it doesn't bring out the worst in people. I don't want to give that impression at all. But I'll tell you what, people go to CanCon to play. They don't go around to, you know, just sort of throw some dice around that. You go there to play. And I'm not saying that people don't go to play to have fun. They absolutely have fun when doing it. But you want to put your best foot forward because it's CanCon. And I I don't know about you guys, but I don't really like playing games where I just get pulled apart really savagely and then I just have to sit there and just wear it. I'd rather put up a good fight. If I'm going down, I'm going down swinging. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, uh, you know, there's there's also something in list building about if you realize that, okay, you may not get your main objectives, do you have enough dice in that bag to play for secondaries? Hell fucking yes. You know, and that's that's maybe a consideration in how, not just list for one, this tournament, this event or, or that one, but in general, list building principles, you know, I think that's important as well that, if your main stuff that is, you know, carrying the the weight of your advance no. bogs down, can do you have enough units left over that you can hold your own objectives and maybe get a secondary or go for those officer kills or play for a draw? Yeah, you've been real quiet. Talk to me. Yeah, no, I'm just uh, just kind of um, digesting it all. Um, I think. No, no, it's just what I'm interested in because you, I know that you have a very. It, you and I, I feel like you and I are on the same page. I don't think you're going to take as hard a list as I will. And in, we'll see what happens. At the, we'll see what happens at the end of the day. I feel that you have a very different view on this, though. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Like, for me, like, bold action, I don't, I don't think, like, th- this is my perspective, but I think that, like, a lot of people in the same boat is that not everyone knows exactly... Like, n- not everyone has played enough bold action. Like, none of us have to, to know you know the interactions of lots of different armies when they're all put, put in the pool so it's not like so like you say a meta and it's like 
like for other games it's a lot more distinct so like basically what you're saying is that's it's very, very unclear isn't it like that like we're not sure what kind of meta we're going into whereas that like in a lot of other games um a meta will be a lot more defined um i don't think our, i don't think our game's old enough to there's there's very few lists that i can think of that are like you know that's auto win I don't, well, think, we don't, yeah, really, we don't sure. think we really have that, but and often it, often it's spam like in in oh, yeah. you know like it, you heard um, about the tournament where was it in the in in the UK with that they just spammed. God, it was a there's an event in Scotland. There's one of the Scottish blokes. Like mortars and howitzers, heavy, yeah. heavy howitzers and snipers. But I mean, having said that, that, I mean, yeah. look, that that, that list has, has drawn a lot of criticism. Uh, you know, rightly so. But you got to remember, guys, is when you're considering a list that is spamming like that. Um, that is a meta that exists with a very, very simple rule is that if it's in the book, it's legal. Yeah. Well, you I, can I, take whatever the fuck you want. Just get on with it, boy. I, I, I uh, caught up with my brother on the weekend and he's also an ex-40K player and uh, we were talking a bit about bolt action. We started running through the the sniper rules. Um, you know, I was explaining how lists are built and uh, the way that games often start with a sniper duel and he immediately went into um this mental calculation mode that i've seen from all of those um long listing discussions that we used to have about 40k metas that he's going oh is this the plasma gun to the terminator armor of this thing and immediately going how can the list be exploited to push this one angle through it and i had to say well you have an automatic curb to that by saying bring this back to reality in somewhat some that's degree I, th- you I know? think that's the saving grace of bolt action is it is rooted in reality yeah is that it's a it's a rifle with a scope it's not a space rifle mm-hmm. you know it's we, we we have that to fall back on but uh, i don't know man i i think that I, i've heard plenty of people talking about how um you know more than one sniper is abusive I, well, the thing is, like, it's, I don't it's quite. That at all. No, I, I think it's it can be quite good, depending on what's in the the rest of the list, of course. But I mean, like, sni- things like snipers. Um, there's only can I just uh, yeah with snipers. There's only one sniper in the in the entire game that is not a special character. There's only one nation uh, nation that has a sniper, which I believe is is tastier than the rest, and that's the Finnish sniper, because cool. a Finnish sniper can advance into ambush. And then you get plus one to hit. So you're hitting on a two instead of a three. Mm. Uh, that's pretty fucking tasty. And if you take... I've taken two Finnish snipers. And trust me, it's fucking great if you stick them close enough to each other where a squad will move up and it's almost like two guaranteed pins. Might not be two guaranteed kills, but it's two mm. guaranteed pins. Yeah. But I, I think that things with snipers are, are maybe illustrative of some weird meta things as well that... Um, points for points, the sniper is the same cost as a LMG team, uh, MMG team. Or a mortar. But, yeah. Um, and the rule about small teams being able to be one-shotted... Um, snipers are powerful. There's no yeah, doubt. Yeah. I'm just saying that the, the, the fins... But the point that I'm going at yeah. here is that his immediate reaction was find the way to break the game. Which and two some, some <laughs> people love that thing of being able to mentally disassemble a a game system and build a list that will break it. Um, that there's a perverse 
enjoyment about that. Tell them to get a plane ticket and go to Scotland then. <laughs> no, I'm not even joking. It's, it won't happen down here. No, no, it because won't. Because he'll never get a list like that past the TO. No, and I, I said to him, look, the, the reason that we don't do that is that there is the historical precedent to deal with and generally the theatre selectors also prevent most of that stuff from clearly becoming he's abusive. not seen the Russian selectors. Well, the the one Russian selector. There two. is one that is Celo Heights and Stalingrad. Oh, really okay, Celo with the two tanks. Yeah, yeah okay, sure. Celo Heights is it's really fucking nasty. You can get that one if you tool that one even slightly. It becomes a really nasty selector. But yeah, yeah, I bet. Yeah. I can't think of another nation that's got as nice a selectors as um uh, as Russia. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, so... Anyway, well... We'll, just, look, well he, he was so blank. I agree. It's like, oh, well... <laughs> that, that's it, guys. We're I done. to make sure I didn't have to qualify that. <laughs> we broke jail. <laughs> no, nah, look, the thing with snipers, the thing with flamethrowers and HE and stuff is that, like, what balances it is that it's that it can be inconsistent, right? So, oh, like, yeah. a sniper... Like, we've all had those games where our sniper can't hit, our mortar won't hit. You know, you go get in the spot with your flamethrower and it doesn't hit. As soon as you start taking two of them or mul- you know multiples of anything, that inconsistency, like the variance, just can't, comes down to it. It's like you're going to hit with one of your snipers probably if you've got two, right? Well, that, again, no, no, you're you said no, no, you said it right. Probably, nothing's a certainty. Like I've, dude, I've run two snipers, and I'll tell you what, I've had games where neither one of them hit a fucking thing. Yeah, but, I've but, had other games, but that, but that's where variance, they've won right? me that game. Sure, so, and that's and that that that's the variance. You you, you live right. by variance, you die by it, right? Yeah, but if you if you've got two snipers, that means yeah, you're you're likely you're, what you're, you're doubling your at, chances. Yeah, what what likely what you're shooting at, like if you say you need to kill a flamethrower or an officer or something, it's it's pre, it's getting like yeah, as you said, t- twice as likely to actually get, get it killed. And yep. if, if they're both rolling well, shit, like you're going to really do some damage. But having one sniper by itself or one flamethrower by itself is prone to failure. Yeah, and that's... I mean, you look at vehicle mounted flamethrowers. I mean, look at the meta that surrounded them in V1. And that wasn't just a Melbourne meta, that was worldwide. Um, I know that there were... A, you know, I don't think that the Americans and the English were quite as... Um, for lack of a better term, I don't think they were quite as fascist as we were down here in... You know, you don't take vehicle man flamethrowers. You just do not. That is just something you don't do. Um, and then right towards the end of V1, I started to see one here and there. Garrett ran one in his Italian list. I saw Pedro start taking the frog. Um, I had someone always run one of the Russian armored cars with it on that tiny little yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it yeah, would yeah, come yeah. right up the road in I turn just, one. I just and just roast you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden V2 hits. And it's like that's, and I think that was a good change they made. Hits on a three, mm. um, you know, there is that, there is always that chance of failure. Um, you know, the vehicle one's got a bit of a nerf, and all of a sudden, I mean, you're running a vehicle man of flamethrower. Um, yeah, for sure, I run my frog, and I mean, I, I think it's like honestly, I think it's underpowered, but I like using it. Exactly so. right, it is. It's underpowered now. Now, if we look at the V1 rules for vehicle man of flamethrowers. Yeah, not quite so bad. Like that's holy shit. Stick that thing in out flank and just watch it just roast someone's back line. But yeah, for sure. Now we don't have that anymore because the meta has changed. So my original question to you is how do you guys consider your listing when you're going to a meta that you don't know anything about? Now when we go to Moab at the end of the year, I mean you know from me quite happily that it's a chill event. So your listing will reflect that, but the three of us don't know anything about Badgicon. Well, should, should we, as a as a Melbourne community, bring to other events what like the same kind of philosophy that we 
that we kind of try and foster right. down here. Okay, yeah. Remember how we had the conversation? I said to you a couple of weeks ago, I'd already considered all this and I, I had my counter arguments already set up. Yeah, please hit me with it. Here's my counter. Here's my, now, here's my counter argument. Don't, all, this isn't all, guys, listener, this isn't all choreographed, I swear. It's really not. <laughs> um, here's, my, here's my counter argument. Now, say that we had uh, a player, we'll call him for um, Ron. We'll call him Ron. Ron has flown down from Sydney and he decides to play on one of our V-Bell events. Now, for whatever reason, Ron has managed to bring a list that is less than nice. Okay, it's pretty nasty. He's running some stuff in there that maybe we don't see. And holy shit, Ron is actually first on the podium. Ron flies home. Everything's good. We continue on. Do you believe that Ron will affect the meta down here in Melbourne? Do you believe there will be a flow-on benefit, uh, flow-on negative or positive effect from what he's done within our scene or do you think we'll just go back to doing it the way that we always do it well it, it's too hard it's to a say it's a difficult question no but it? I think people will say you know like it, 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 but it's, it's all about the mentality if people are trying to win and like the thing is let's let's be clear there's nothing wrong with wanting to win and like you know, like if that's the kind of community you want to foster. I mean, I always refer to X-Wing where like I like enjoy playing the win at all costs kind of like you play, like if it's legal by the rules, you play it. Like, you, you know, it's all about combinations and stuff with sure. the cards. But like, and everyone's happy playing in that. But that's obviously not the kind of community that, that we're building in bold action in Australia and certainly in Melbourne. Um, because if we wanted to, and there'd be nothing wrong with it if everyone was trying to break it, like as long as everyone's on the same page, right? If everyone was trying to break it, trying to bring the worst spam they want, blah, blah, blah. As long as I, Well, okay no, I, I, I would almost tolerate that if, if it was a um, fantasy game of some description. But I think that thing about trying to break it at the expense of the historical context would. sits poorly with me. Um, and that's why I, I've often said that I, I like it because it has the control factor of um, at least having some grounding in yeah. in history. But you set your own restrictions when you. I do. Uh, yeah. I do absolutely. And, and everyone does, like, well, like most yeah. most people do when they're trying yeah, to build yeah, yeah. when they're trying to build a list. They go, oh, I'm going to restrict myself this way, mm-hmm. this way because I, I want to. It makes me happy. Yeah. But that also relies on other people doing it. Sure. And but I th- in response to your question about how big an impact would that um, that would, would person Ron have? would Ron have? It really depends on how salty is the person across the other side of the table going to get. Yeah. If they're the kind of person that can just laugh that off and say, "Oh yeah, okay, whatever," it was that was silly, but so what? Or if it's somebody that's going to go away and come and say, "Oh, I got really humiliated by that. Next time, I'm upgrading, yeah, and I'm, it uh, becomes yeah, I'm, an I'm arm, bringing a arms gun race." To the gun fight. Yeah, 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 I'm hearing you. I can't think of too many players that we have in the Melbourne scene who would be that salty about taking a loss, and it's it's a, it, it, it is just a supposition that I'm putting to you that's like well, you know it's like I that was originally when I when we considered having this debate on on the podcast the first thing I thought is I knew what you were going to say that you know as Melbourne players we should take our meta up there and we should demonstrate it and show it off and hopefully sort of catches on up there. Well, particularly if we're unsure, that's what I mean. You know, like yeah. if we, if we know, Hey, Cancon's going to be a bit harder. Sure. Like you take, take the harder stuff, but if yeah. we're unsure, like, I don't know, I feel that we should be like bringing, you know, like what, you know, our philosophy to them as well. Well, here's the thing. I am bringing our philosophy, but I'm also bringing, I'm, it's, it's, it's like I'm bringing something that's dual purpose. I'm bringing something that is that can be tough if I want it to be tough, but I can also take the teeth out of it a bit and I mean, make the, it the, run. There not might be all sorts of shit that we 
haven't even thought of yet that you know how for example um three man team weapons are a little bit on the outer because the perception is oh they're sniper bait. Yeah. That whole dynamic may not be so prevalent. Yeah, so true. we might not be playing in an environment where sniper is auto take every time and that it's everything true, yeah. goes with that. And that as a consequence of that we steer away from MMG teams and Dude, we could get up there kind of and every second list might have a tiger in it. It might all be like, you know, Tigers, Volksturm and, you know, maybe a Nebelwerfer and that's just what their meta is. Uh, I don't know. And if I go up against that list where I see a tiger on the other side of the table, yeah, everything's a light howitzer. Don't worry about it. It's all good. You know, I'll just... I won't, you know, maybe I won't wreck you with can, my... Can I ask name. what is your list afraid of? Like, what don't you want to see on the other side of the table? Uh, like, what would your list struggle against? My list? Uh... I t- the thing is, I I could give you I could give you uh, off the top of my head three or four different examples, but it would be, it would be obscure, almost, obs- pretty obscure things, right? No, not really. Very specific things, but I would be naming and shaming players within the Melbourne scene, <laughs> and I don't. No, it's I don't want to have to do that because there are, and it's not it's not the obvious ones that stand out to you. Um, look, fuck it, I'll do it. I mean, look, Chris Peck at the moment is running hard shit. Um. Yeah, I would. I'm just saying, like, what what kind of lists would would oh, your list me- struggle against? Mechanized lists. Yeah. So um, like an LRDG kind of thing. Or? No, no, no. I'm talking like um something with uh you know like a couple of tanks, uh a couple of multiple launches, uh you know like if somebody took a Russian list and they had say like a T28, uh you know a Katusha, um some assault engineers, maybe some tank riders. It, there's a lot of different there's a lot of different combinations of stuff. I mean, shit, that partisan list we were talking about with like you know, 20 guys with pistols. Yeah, that'll fuck my list up. Uh, what else will fuck my list up? Oh, that's right. Poles. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking lances. No, you just, just, just airstrike him and shoot him with two... Punch that horse. Punch that horse. Punch, shoot, punch it in the ass. Shoot, shoot him with two artillery pieces. Yeah, it's... um. There's plenty of there's plenty of stuff out there that, that, can, that can rumble my list. And look... I, I don't expect to do badly. Um, I also don't expect to do, you know... Uh, I'd be surprised if I make it top three. That's just that's just the way that I feel. I, I don't know. I, I guess we'll just have to... And like I said, I, I can I can sort of take the... Uh, I can take the teeth out of my list if I, if I need to. And um, yeah. yeah. No, that's fair enough, mate. I, I, think, I, I, think, I, think, I think you're going to do very well with the list because... Um, I'm not trying to hide it. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to say yeah. I, I'm not taking a hard list because I know that I am. Yeah, you, yeah you've said it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I think like you're obviously quite a good player, and um, with like, I mean, I think you do well with whatever list you took. So knowing that you're taking a hard list as well, I think like I mean, I reckon you're a very good chance of podium. Okay. You know that I'm not that good, right? Like everyone has this thing was like, <laughs> like, dude, I'm reasonably good at kind of pushing infantry around, but that's that's kind of the extent of my. My, you know that, that that that's my that's my whole bag of tricks. Yeah, look, the no, minute I'm, you take my infantry away from me, I'm fucking useless. Well, luckily you play uh, lists with quite a bit of infantry. No, dude, like you'll be fine. Anyway, um, yeah. So I think in terms of meta defining things, that kind of thing, like we're just talking about LRDG. But I reckon, like, if if in terms of 
shaping the meta. If someone, if like someone prominently in the in the scene started playing the LRDG or something, that's that's when you start gearing. You're like, oh shit, I better take some anti tank rifles or you know like those kind of things because they're good against the soft skin kind of kind of things, right? So a little bit. So, so, so remember, there was a time when horses were a big thing. Yeah, we all remember that. Yeah. Hopefully they don't well, make the, the cavalry. Yeah, well, the, there was a time I, I used to play cavalry heavy. You armies. were the only one in the Melbourne scene who ever yeah. played horses. Oh, uh, uh, I Ivan with, of the seventeen dice did did as well. Uh, he had no, Soviet I mean, like, people ones. People actually show up to. Uh, yeah. No, I shouldn't say that. It makes it sound as if I'm yes, shitbagging yeah. the bloke. But yeah, uh, our, guys our who style. show up to our events. Yeah, you were the only yeah. person who ever did that. But you, you would read of it elsewhere as well. Oh yeah, no, cavalry was a thing. Cavalry was a big thing in other people's in in other communities around the place. Um, it's just it just doesn't it didn't happen to be something that we mm. ever saw here in Melbourne unless it was you yeah because you ran SS and that was a thing that the SS did but I don't know man I I think that as far as uh, you know different metas that are getting around I, it, it's difficult because you hear things as well like you read um, you read about lists that make it in and it, it's Look, I I would rather err on the side of taking a soft list rather than rock up somewhere where I don't know everybody and be that guy, you know? Uh, Yeah, but if you take take a hard list that you can dull down, then you don't have to be that guy. And you then also don't have to be the guy that showed up and got his his ass handed to him and got sent home with his tail between his legs. Sure, yeah, absolutely. I mean, remember um, remember, um, Bolt Action Radio, The Bar? The Bar? Jesus, no, not the off bar. the top of my head. Yeah, no, I don't know. Oh, dude, that's it's that's pre pre Ghost Army. Yeah, that's pro- definitely before me then. Yeah, so that was um that was uh, Judd and Dano. I remember them. They did a road trip once where they were on top to an event, and Dano had a list that had three chaffies in it, and that's a V one chaffie with Recky, and you know they had the the dual purpose gun, and yeah, you're just shaking your head and like. How, how did he get three in the armored platoon? No, no idea. I don't know how no. he did it, but. He was talking about how he was expecting his list to go. And that was when Chaffee's were like, if you took a Chaffee, you were a cheese lord. And now, you know, we like the menace changed because Recky's changed. You know, all of a sudden you take a Chaffee, it's like, <laughs> good luck with that. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's, yeah, still, sure. it's still not a, yeah, I've, I've it's not bad, but it's fallen not, foul of them. Yeah. Well, it's the fact you get the gyro stabilizers. And I think that's, I think he took three veteran Chaffee's because you had like, you know, three. It was tough. <laughs> yeah, because it's a light howitzer with a plus five gun. It's pretty tasty. Yeah, right. Well, so it's, it's, it was funny, like the, one of my friends who started playing in Wollongong, he's um, taking to the Bolt Action GT in Camberwell in a couple of weeks. He's taking a, is it the Panzer IV? With, yep. um, but he, so up up there, they play the rules that um, it only has Tiger Fear if it's veteran. Vet, yeah. Um, so he's taking, um, yeah, veteran Panzer Vet, IV. Panzer IV, yeah, that's a... That's, that, your... that's a medical kind of thing as well. Like, yeah. He, he knows, you know, like that's a... I, f- I forget about Tiger Fear every single time I play. But you're the German player. <laughs> I know. I should know better, but I... Yeah. It just escapes I think it's my one mind. Of those things, yeah, because it's, it's such a subtle rule as well. Um, I tend to find that people who actually sink an enormous amount of points into a tank, something like a Tiger, or if you're like a crazy person, a King Tiger, uh, Jack Norman, uh, um, you will remember to call people on Tiger Fear every day of the week because, shit, you need it. Oh, absolutely. But, but I mean, it's. I mean, you talk about meta. I mean, look at what Tiger Fear has done to the meta. 
no, or nothing as far as I'm concerned. I've never. Yeah, no, nobody calls it on me either. No, it's I'm not just something that. everybody not, no, forgets on, about. No, chill, hang on. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when was the last time you saw somebody running a stug? Last week. Not between you and I. That wasn't a stug. It was a stew forty two. That was a mustug. That was yeah. That was a, that was definitely a mustug. But no, that was stug, disco stug. <laughs> so, so, so can you elaborate on that? So just okay. For, so yeah. okay. So how much is a reg stug? Uh, stug or stuh? Stug. Stug three. Oh. Well, it's, I don't run them. I, I run the Howitzer version all the time. Okay. So yeah, but around around the 230 mark. It's something like that. Pretty cheap. Now, for I think it's either five or 10 points more, you can get a Panzer Four. Now, people who were trying to you know squeak things into the list, I mean, the other thing is the Stug sits a lot lower. It's got a low profile, but it doesn't have a turret. But now, because you pay 10 points more for a turret with a Panzer Four, you also get Tiger Fear. You don't see Stugs anymore. They're fucking gone. Nobody runs them, and it's a shame because they're such a. I mean, that was a. That was a. But uh, and that's situational as well because not every Panzer IV gets it. It's only from Mark H onwards, which means that no early war army is running Tiger Fear because there was no such thing as a tiger to be afraid of. True. Um. So, it's but situational how many, how many in early, late war yeah. armies. Yeah, but how many early war German armies do you see at events? None. Not a hell of a lot because well, that's, that's why I made one. Yeah, um, just you for made the sake one of doing. Look, it wasn't great for you no. because I mean your dice hated you. It's as simple yeah. as that, man. You didn't lose your dice, lost it for you. Yeah. Anyway, but re- regardless, the the list did what it was supposed to do. It was certainly much more challenging than I had prepared myself for. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. But that that thing about um the relationship between the stog and the Panzer IV uh, is also just a weird artifact of the game's design because I've, I've seen them Warlord design team actually answer the case of why that is uh, and they said look it is purely a thing about the way that numbers are rounded up or down um, when they're doing their vehicle design chart. Yeah they've got a vehicle they have a vehicle matrix. Yeah, well, I mean we all know that a lot of like most vehicles aren't costed properly. Yeah, but you know, what I'm what I'm getting at is like you look at a subtle rule like Tiger Fear has changed the meta. You don't see Stugs anymore, so it's like, like I guess it works in the overall context of the conversation we're having. But it's getting back to the the the, the point at hand is, um, I mean, you haven't really answered the question. But do, do you know what you haven't? He's made very 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 quiet. What are you going to? You take? can't handle the truth. <laughs> can't, can't handle the stug. Um, what are you going to take to Badgicon? What am I going to take? Yeah, what are you? I'm taking? I'm going to take my soft, fluffy Australian list. Okay, well, a, a thousand points. Do you know what you're going to? Do you know what's going to be in there? Oh yeah, it's like a, a first lieutenant with a bro. There's like three units of jungle division, eight men with four SMGs each. Got a unit of seven bros as well with an LMG. Um, I've got eight, veter- uh, eight veteran commandos. I've got my P at, and then you know, like just support. You know, the Matilda. I've got a sniper and a mortar, and I think that's probably it's, a, it's twelve dice. That sounds like a really tasty list. That's five hard squads of infantry. Um, you got a, a pretty decent tank, although if you stick the tank on outflank, man. Otherwise, it's going to take forever to get up the board. Oh yeah, it's the the tank's always on outflank, <laughs> um, unless there's a road. But even then, yeah, like, there you it's, go. It's pretty dicey. Here's the thing, though, man. Like you look at the slow tank. You got you know you you don't have a lot of love for the slow tank. Um, I ran a Churchill uh, Churchill 
four Mark Six, I think. Just armor ten, slow, hull mount MMG, and then a dual purpose seventy five mil gun. That thing won me a couple of games. I fucking love those. I mean, yeah, it's, because it's got a massive range. Like the frog has got a twelve inch range. Yeah, I'm hearing you. I'm just saying that it's like it's. You just got to be careful with how you play a slow tank. Oh yeah, yeah. That, That's absolutely. what I'm getting. I mean, like, dude, like you can you can use it, but like, you have to be close, and then like the flamethrower can just yeah. We we d- we don't know if if flamethrowers may be toxic in that meter, and we might all be that guy. If oh no! With flamethrowers, <laughs> we've gone deeper. No, look, <laughs> I don't know. No, I mean, like, frogception. My, I mean, my list is fine. Like, I, I think, like, by no means is it like. Oh, dude, if my list has gone list. through, there's no way your list isn't going through. You'll no. be fine. So, I, like, I mean, I think my list fighting a list like yours is going to have a tough time, but we still need to have this game, so we'll see. We do. I mean, we will have it eventually. I mean, I've got lots of SMGs, but I mean, it's all regular, right? I've got one unit of veterans. Everything else is regular. Oh, right. Sorry, you said three squads of jungle div. I thought they were all vet. No, no, no all regular. That's why I was like, wow, he's got like three squads of four oh, squads the of list, veterans. And a- the list, yeah, the list definitely changes if they're veteran. But, I, yeah, I've got, got, got one squad of commandos. Everything else is regular. You thought about dropping a squad and... Up, I don't, upgrading, I don't. upgrading the other squads of. I could. I don't want to. I like having the extra bodies. To be honest, like, uh, it's uh, nice. Don't get me wrong. Like, That's yeah. Five squads of infantry is good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. No, I just, I just prefer having the extra bodies. I think. Um, and with like they've got SMGs, so like, they they can be relevant still, even if they're not veterans. Mm, sure, sure. JL, you're just gonna run your Brandenburgers. Uh, it's looking that way at the moment. Uh, most of my other shit isn't painted yet, so yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's either that or the early war Germans. And uh, as we've been discussing, I don't know whether um, they would really be taking a, a sausage roll to a knife fight, um, bringing an early war list in an unknown environment. So Mate, you can you can bring a four and twenty sausage roll to any gunfight that we have. All right, it's as simple as that. It's a long way to the shops. <laughs> you want a sausage roll? Oh my god. Alright boys. I think we've been at this long enough. What do you reckon? Yeah, I reckon so. Wrap her up. You feel that good? talk of sausage yeah, yeah. rolls oh, is uh need to catch a train home, so kindle, we need to rekindle your hunger. We should definitely get out of here. Um alright boys, so we've got Badgercon coming up. Uh we've got grief coming up. Uh, at some stage I've got to sit down with Garrett and Rob and keep organizing uh conquest. Um but yeah, we're looking at going to Moab. We're all going to Moab. Yeah, I'm t- definitely hoping to go to Moab. I fucking love it. Um that's what what date is that? I think it's Australian Grand Final weekend. Right, so end of September, start of October. No, yeah, as long as as long as Richmond aren't in the Grand Final. I mean, if, even if they are, they're, you're they're coming they're to Melbourne. No. I mean, JL's going to Melbourne because he doesn't want to be in Melbourne for the Grand Final. Damn straight. <laughs> back to back, Richmond Premiers. Look, dude, I'm a r- it's a Kilda. It's it's unlikely it'll get down here ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, dude, I'm a Richmond supporter as well, but I can't see it happening again this year. Fingers I crossed. Just, oh yeah, no, totally. No, I know, I know. I hope, but. Um, but no, that's certainly Moab, um, if not. All right. I'm going to wrap this up because in... Oh, wow. Uh, in 12 hours' time, I'll be sitting in uh, Avengers Infinity War. I've just got to dodge spoilers on Facebook until then. And from me... Oh, I will kill you. I will hurt Do you. Do you reckon blackmail would work? <laughs> I will hurt you in ways you haven't been hurt before. I kid you not. How much money you got on you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a first year apprentice nothing <laughs> well it sounds like you want to know who died <laughs> uh, it sounds like you want to get run over when you know going for the bus stop yeah, yeah. Um, 
All right, lads. Uh, one last thing I'll, I'll sort of put up there. We're going to reinstitute an old bacon burgers feature. Uh, going forward, um, if you would like us to uh, spruik your event, you've got an event coming up and you want us to talk it up, uh, just shoot us a message on the Bacon Burgers Facebook page. And if we can get the episode out before your event drops, we will uh, we'll let you know and we'll, we'll sort of talk it up a bit. So all we really need to know is uh, the name of the event, where it's being held, how much, is it, how much it is to enter and how many points you are looking at. Um, and yeah, we'll spruik it for you for free because it's all about growing the community and we like doing that kind of thing. I'm cooked. Awesome. All right. Let's sign off. See ya. Thanks for joining us, guys. See you next time.